dive time, round 11 for the review. Hello listeners, how are you? Hello Mr. Smith. Hello Trent, and hello listeners. How are we going? Doing good. We good? Another, another interesting round of footy probably to talk the, about. Probably not the best round of football. There's a couple of um, pretty average games through here, but there's a, some decent stuff to talk about. I think we're going to do a bit more bigger picture stuff through some of this. I would think so, yeah. Um, we don't want to repeat ourselves too much, but um, before we get into it, massive thanks to Hops to Home. So Hops to Home is a craft beer delivery service, so if you're a fan of beer or craft beer, definitely check out hopstohome.com.au. So what they do is they curate packs to you each month at a couple of different sizes and you sign up to them and they send out a box each month to your door. So you get a selection of IPAs, pale ales. I'm sure there's some dark beers coming up for winter. You would think so. Oh, I would imagine. So we'll <laughs> probably should email them about them, but I'm sure I'm sure there will be some on the way. So definitely check them out. They're a really, really cool sponsor of ours. They're doing a special at the moment. So if you put in the promo code AFL Deep Dive, you get $25 off your first pack. So that's a pretty solid deal and craft beers. Um, it's really good, and there's some really great stuff coming out of Australia. So they're really good at curating some really interesting Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, yeah, they've been good to us, and they keep us they um, keep us lubric- uh, our voices lubricated quenched. throughout the keep throughout us the, uh, the mm. That's it. So we got a lot to chat about, and then also there's some interesting games next week. So we're going to be here for a couple of minutes. So let's bang into the first game. Friday night, 1st of June, there was Sydney Swans, Carlton up at the SCG. Sydney, 91-61, to 61, Sydney by 30 points. Now, we, we were both pretty flat out the whole week, but we were pretty up to date. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to see much of this game. I saw a little bit here and there on the Friday night, heard a bit on the radio. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said in the last episode that I wasn't going to look forward to watching this game anyway and it turned out to be that type of game although the first half sounded like it was um, more competitive more competitive but yeah obviously uh, using the cliche that we all talk about when we're talking about football the Swans just did what they had to do to get the job done yeah, and it's funny, you know, you were just saying, what what were you looking forward to? I mean, you asked me that last week, and my main thing was I'm looking forward to seeing how much of a player are Sydney this year. Yeah. And I think they are, but at the same time, I think they definitely clearly struggled through this game. Carlton were ahead at half time, so we will go into the Blues. We'll probably start with Sydney, mainly because we, we generally yeah, we start, start with, a, with the winner. winner. Yeah. Um, look... It, it was disappointing to see them not put a foot on the throat of Carlton in this game. I thought Carlton were a lot better. I thought their synergy between the, the midfield and, and their forward line, and just in general, a lot of their offensive strategies were a lot better. Yeah. Uh, the connection was significantly better. Obviously, Silvani, two goals, one, which was great to see. I thought there were some really positive signs, without a doubt. But that said, they, they weren't great on the day. It wasn't like they all played off the page. Um, Cripps, you know, a lot of time was put into him, but you know, he had apparently a sickness before the game, and you got to wonder whether it would have been better um, him not playing and, and bringing somebody else in. But obviously, yeah. such a good player that you know had some effect. So yeah, before we go any further, no, no. yeah, I just want to agree with um, your um, thoughts Sentiment. on the um, the throat and the foot. Is yes, obviously the four points are more important than anything else. But when you look at how congested the top eight and, and speaking the, the top four is Sydney's percentage they're way off the mark of the top three the top three West Coast 133 but they're again clear and then you've got Melbourne and Richmond they've got percentages of Pretty over much 140 yeah. um, Sydney uh, 118 so if they um, want to get a home 
fine with they stay in the top four, they're really going to have to put teams like Carlton away. And that's not disregard, not disregard to um, Carlton, not disrespectful to Carlton, but obviously they're not in the same league as Sydney, and Sydney were at home um, with basically a full list. That's the thing. But to further your point, at fifth spot is Geelong with 128. So Geelong, without a doubt... and North Melbourne as well. Without a doubt. Your North percentage is really good, and we'll get into that when we get to the game. The Geelong percentage, so Geelong 128, Sydney 118, and then as you said before, Melbourne and Richmond at 140. So Geelong's percentage went up nearly 12. 12. 12. From the, the, the shellacking they gave Gold Coast. Yep. We both, I think, agree that Carlton are a better team than Gold Coast. Right now, probably not by a lot, but I think they're a little bit better. Yeah. But that said, I, I, I think Sydney probably missed out on an opportunity to really pounce on them. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm only surprised out of this game is that I, uh, the margin wasn't 50 or 60 points. Well, it blew out a bit. I mean, 91 to 61. Oh, it was very, very close towards um, yeah. for the first half. Exactly. Mentioned. If you didn't see this game, this game was actually fairly close. As we said, that that wasn't a, a mistake. They were so halftime scores six two to five seven. So Carlton yeah. actually commanded different sections of the game. You know, Swans only just led the first quarter three five to three one. So Carlton were really good, but I thought City were a little bit lethargic to start. I just thought they were just a little bit slow off the mark, and you could feel that they were probably going to win it, but at the same, even early, but at the same time, because I thought, gee, Carlton probably aren't going to play no. like this all, the whole game. It was really only the third quarter that gave them the break. Um, if you look through the breakdown, yeah. it's three goals apiece um, at quarter time, uh, sitting up by points, and then it's six goals, as Trent mentioned, like at half time, the, the Carlton are up. And then five goals to no goals in on the third quarter. Three quarter time, yeah. Yeah, so that blows it all over. And then it was three goals apiece in the last quarter. So really, Carlton just went to bed or Sydney woke up, whatever it was, in uh, during the third quarter. And that was the, the game, basically. Well, Sydney, I mean, Horse said that after the game, that Sydney really commanded a lot of control um, by the time they got to the third quarter. But it really took them a long way to get going. I mean, it's funny, you know, I thought aspects of their team, I thought defensively Sydney were okay, and they obviously kept Carlton to a fairly low score. It wasn't like at halftime they'd really blown it out by a fair no. bit. Um, speaking of defence as well, did you see the the rampy Clarko comment that he made to the umpire about? Did you have a coffee with with Clarko, Clarko as well? Yeah, so yeah heard that, that was pretty funny. I thought that was that which was is good. Cool. I'm glad there's some humour on the field yeah. these days. It's good well, to see back. <laughs> that's exactly it. And I, I think you, you got to wonder whether Horse and the team internally have had a, a couple of words to them back and forth about what they can and can't do or what they might be looking for. But absolutely, I just thought the Swans were lethargic through different sections of the game. I mean. You know, there, there were pieces that were working, but as a an engine, they, they weren't really up and running. It really took them a while to get going, and that's and you got to wonder. I mean, had Cripps really been up and going and playing one of these blinders that he's been playing? Gee, I mean, maybe the Blues would have been a very very serious chance. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, well, is it? We've talked about it in other games gone past where. The week before, the conditions have been heavy and whether that's had more of a low because Sydney had that game up in Brisbane. Yeah. Obviously, it was quite wet and whether that's fatiguing these players a little bit more than it has in years gone by because we're so used to, they're so used to really 
light grounds because they mm. drained so well and whatnot. So that may have played an effect. I think it was more that Sydney went to sleep thinking this was going to be a little bit a easier. A cruising game, yeah. Yeah, a little bit easier than um, it turned out to be because, yeah, well, Carlton aren't getting the points, so they're not going to be sitting on their laurels and Bolton's going to be no. fuming that it ended up being a 30-point loss and all that type of stuff. But uh, they're obviously... The endeavours there, uh, and there's some signs for Carlton, as you just mentioned a little while ago, that they're on the up. They just don't have the personnel at this point. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, in, in terms of the first half, just on Sydney as well, I thought Florent was really good throughout the game. Sinclair was exceptional. You can really mount a strong argument that he was best on ground. Two goals, 22 disposals, 12 kicks, 10 handballs, 7 marks, 4 tackles. So he was re- 26 hit out, so he was pretty um, commanding. I thought he did well with Cruiser. Um, and, and consistently through the match, I thought he was very, very good. But yeah, I thought Florent was great. I thought it was one of Heaney's best games as well. He was fantastic. Um, you know, he, he's just, you know, it's amazing they keep finding these incredible players. He really probably should have kicked at least four. He clicked two, uh, kicked two goals, three. Probably should yep. have kicked four, one-ish, you know, maybe maybe five. But, you know, a couple of them you can obviously forgive a couple of misses. But look, a lot of the stalwarts were pretty good. I thought Kennedy wasn't too bad as well. But... Yeah, look, it's it, you, it, the great teams, and at the moment, you know, Melbourne's really punishing the lower teams. Richmond generally is doing the same, and, yeah. and West Coast are, are doing it as well. So I think the latter probably tells the truth that Sydney are just a bit of a gap out of there. And it's similar, you know, I know I commented before on Geelong really punishing the Gold Coast. So only last week they played Carlton and, and were pretty pretty lethargic against them as well. So. Yeah, and obviously lost to Essendon the week before that. Exactly. Yeah, so, so, but yeah. we'll, we'll pivot over to Carlton. Yeah, look... Unless um, you've got anything else you wanted to I'll chat just, about, Sydney. I'll just like... The thing that's upside, and lots of people have talked about it, Sydney is starting to win without a big influence from Franklin. Franklin yeah. still has an impact... But it's really time now. Like when they needed him to lift, that's when he did his damage mm. and probably uh, broke the game a little bit open in Sydney's way. But other than that, no, look, well, like I said at the start, Sydney did what they had to do to get the job done. Nothing more, nothing less. We, ha- I, I haven't personally learned anything more about where Sydney's premiership credential are. They definitely look like a lock for finals now. Yeah. They've stopped this little little drainage of not winning at home. Um, it's what... Three and three now, or three and one, or two and one. Anyway, the ledge is a bit better than it was looking earlier in the year. So, uh, so they were three and one, and then they won against Frio. So that must have put them three and two, and they won this. So now they'd be three and three. Yeah. So, so, so their um, away records obviously very, very good, and now their home records looking better. So, yeah, mm. I, I'd be. It would have to be major injuries or some brain phase by the players. Well, they've got eight wins at the bye, which is a hell of a lot better than they were last yeah, week. So last year. Yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, um, it's, yeah no, they're, they're just... They're probably the most professional club or been one of the most professional clubs for such a long time now. You just don't expect them to never play finals no. any time. They look so. like they're going to make a serious run at it, so it'll yeah. be interesting to see, but I think the latter probably tells the truth. And then often by by midway through the year, you're definitely getting a pretty clear idea. So Yeah, absolutely. Let's, um, let's have so a look at the Carlton, Carlton as well. Uh, look, the, as I said, intercept marks, I, I was really impressed with them as well. I thought Kerridge was really good on the night. Simpson, you know, he's just always fantastic. Although Kerno was pretty good as well. Look, there, there were some really um, impressive signs from Carlton. But again, you know, it's, it's hard. We're sort of saying this quite a bit. Good signs, good to see. But still, I mean, to me, Silvani was probably one of the better better results out of it. Two goals, one. You know, obviously, 
struggling a little bit. You know, the Herald Sun wrote during the week, oh, you know, what what's going to fix Silvani and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mate, he's 20. Like, let's just chill out chill a out. little bit. And, um, and he's not his father. Exactly. I think, well, that's, that's exactly it, the pressure that comes, you know, with being a son of a, mm. a freak. Um, Alec Wearing was okay. He was serviceable. There were there were some definitely some good signs, but you know they yeah. obviously miss Murphy clearly. Um, he, he's still such a very good player for them, and you know still right up in the top yeah. players for them. And, and, and the big thing was Cripps did not have a massive night at all. So yeah, I mean yeah. I, they they early on I thought they were really really impressive in terms of their efficiency as well. You know they were on you know nowadays in modern football you get, you get so many goals off turnovers, and I thought Carlton were pretty impressive with that early on, especially in the first half. Obviously, they you know didn't score a goal in the third quarter, which really made the wheels fall off, and then you know Sydney just really had to do a little bit, and they were they were yeah, home, abso- so. absolutely. And um, obviously, we we try not to be too stat heavy unless it, it warrants it. And, yeah. And there was some key stat. Well, this um, is indicators a game, yeah. where you could see the dis- the uh, inefficiencies of um, Carl it dropped Capet. away massively. So yeah. the disposal efficiency at sixty seven percent compared to seventy six um, with Sydney. Then you look at marks inside 50, 16 to 8. So twice the amount of marks inside um, their 50 to Sydney compared to um, Carlton. Yeah. Tackles inside 50, even um, bigger um, disparity. 20 tackles from Sydney to 8. Uh, so that's always going to hurt you. The forward pressure by Sydney's always been there, and they really showed that. And then lastly, the inside um, 50, 62 to 41. So another 20 more inside 50s. A team like Sydney's going to hurt you when they're They'll hurt you pretty that. bad. But, I mean, the funny thing is, the stats at halftime... So, I was I was out on Friday night, and I looked at the stats at halftime when Carlton were up, because I just couldn't physically watch the match at the time, and mm. had a look at it, and I thought, wow, some of these stats are actually not that bad. Like, this is a, a proper winning side, has yep. these sort of stats at the halfway mark. But, yeah, a lot of the numbers really dropped back down, and the percentages started to drop off. But, look, they're, they're still a very young side... That you know, it's going to take time. A lot of them haven't played that much football together either, so it's just going to take a bit of time, um, you know, for for all this to come together. So it, it, I don't know. It's it's really hard to know. Are they on the right path? Are they not? Uh, yeah, it, it's still, still too early for me to really. Are say. they still trying to figure out what's their best twenty-two? Because they seem to move in out, and obviously silvani has gone in and out. A number of them have gone yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. And out. Uh, yeah, no McKay. I mean, obviously Doherty's still like that's such a big out. Oh, massive! For that. He's massive out. We've said Straighting that. Straighting up, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's disappointing in so many regards that they're not anywhere near where most people expected and thought they'd be. Yeah. More than anything else, and for supporters and the coaching staff and the players themselves, that, that where do you go from here when you you've tried so many things and nothing seems to work? So, I, I've got no, I, I have no ideas about what the answers are to fix them. Um, well, working out that they've got to get better at working out the balance of offense and defense. And yep. in sections of the game, it works. It's exactly the same thing with Geelong. You know, there, there were sections of that game that was that was okay as well. They, they, they play sections of football. They, they just don't play. I think it's Essendon that they were, they were really good. So yep. they can do it. They've just got to learn how to do it and, and adapt Making to it. And yep. I don't know whether they're, they're overcomplicating it to the kids. Obviously, we don't know. We're not internal in there. But... There seems to be brain fades consistently where they're not able to to know when to go to other people, and it's even little and things like too just knowing long as well. Those well, brain fades are not ten minutes here. No, or no, they're, absolutely they're not. Whole quarters. It's quarters, yeah. halves, even, and and simple things like just knowing what you know which 
foot an opposition player is going to kick from. Little things like yeah. that. Just knowing when to switch. Knowing how many players should should run out wide to go to the fat side of the ground to, to really create that spread. Um, you know, knowing when to go with a more defensive press. Knowing when to go, you know, just push and really go for offense. Knowing when tackle pressure is required. Yeah. Just simple things. Like Reading I know, the play a little bit further down the line. and, and Looking just a move ahead. Yourself, yeah. Exactly. All the great teams can look two or three moves ahead and go, okay, if I go there, then this is going to happen. You know, we'll talk about the poor game in a minute. A big reason they lost that game was some of the errors late. You know, when they needed to go for the boundary, they went up the guts. Just simple things like that. And that costs you games. Yeah. So it's like JR not knowing the time. It's 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 just you know just look at the mate score time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus on that one. That's the one. But um, anyway, no. Look, Blues. It, yeah, look, they did okay. Great effort for half a game, but yeah, I mean, and you could you could almost argue for three quarters. They just, as you said, brain phase oh. through the third quarter. Again, They're very frustrating. But also Sydney did put a lot more pressure on them around the ground in the third quarter. So. Yeah. And good teams can do that and and switch on and switch off a little bit better. But that's that's what they should be looking at, seeing what what Sydney were able to do for one quarter of football and learn from that. Yeah, I think so, and and, and that's the thing. So look, hopefully they learn a little bit from it. But I think it's it's that's it for the Blues. I, I don't think they're well, they're obviously no chance of finals. But I, I don't oh, that, completely. That's, that's obviously gone. well and truly gone. But I don't. Um, Actually, I don't think mathematically they might be technically. Oh no, they would technically. They well, won every game. Uh, they might. They might be well, in with a chance. Yeah. But, well, they're five games out, so that's... No, no. But more, what I'm saying is like even you know getting towards the the you know sort of top end of the of the bottom section. Mm. I, I don't think that's anywhere near either. So they'll probably win. It'll be similar to last year. They'll they'll only really win sort of three to four games. I would have thought maximum, and then it's um. Well, they won six the summer last again. Year, so. You see, that's the thing. I don't reckon they're going to get to six. You've got some winnable games. I think they play the bottom four, the bottom three or four teams. And they'll get the an upset. Week, they'll probably so. get another Essendon type game again as well. But I don't. Yeah. Well, imagine they beat Essendon and Essendon miss out of finals. Wow. Anyway, talk about that later in the year. <laughs> yeah. Look, there's probably not too much more to take out of this game. Nah. Blues, you know, they've got a long way to go, and and you know, there's not much more we can comment on that. We've said it repeatedly each week, and Sydney, you know, they they're going. And that's good. You know, they were able to rest Papley, which is is good for them. Hopefully, he's um he's gotten through the issues that that he's got, and um he can be back for next week. But yeah, look, I don't think there's probably too much more we can go into this game. No, not at all. Let's move into Western Bulldogs and Melbourne at Etihad Stadium on the Saturday. Western Bulldogs lost fifty-one to a hundred. Melbourne by forty-nine points at Etihad. Interesting game. It was an interesting game, and kind of resembled. The Friday night game that we just talked about in in some regards that West Coast had not West Coast the Western Bulldogs had their opportunities and, oh. and played really well at the start of the game. So they then, won the first quarter. They yeah. won the first quarter three three to two one, and they broke the the chance of Melbourne winning that record record of, of most so they consecutive. Were, they were going for twenty two. They yeah. needed to get twenty two to beat Geelong's twenty one. So they lost it at eighteen, which is still great, but they lost that first quarter. Yeah. And even though the um, the the D's really uh, took control in the second, that was still within striking distance at half time. There was only a couple of goals, three goals in it. So they did really well. And again, we're looking at a, a team that is readjusting itself and a lot more younger players. I, I'm going to say it again: they do not have the physicality of all the teams, most of the other teams in the AFL. So they're short and they're small body. No, it's true. Yeah, and, the, and a team like Melbourne, which are basically a pack of animals, and in a good way, they're not animals. No, no, yeah, they're not going to chop your head off and stuff like that. But no. they are. They're a brute team. They have ruthlessness about them. So. Mm. 
yeah, interesting game. Um, I'm but, surprised that Melbourne didn't win by more, but that's yeah. probably testament to the doggies sort of spirit of not allowing teams to um, really tear them apart. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a couple of things. I mean, to highlight your point as well. So the dogs last three games. So three games ago, one goal, seven, then four points, and then three, three. That's it. So that's their second halves. That's second the halves. score lines for second halves. That's yeah. it. So one goal, seven, four points, three goals, three. That's it. That's With the last six three games. Of football. Yeah, so not, not not ideal. Not ideal. So their second halves are, are poor and are, are not much different to Carlton's. And the heat's very heavily on Carlton, but I mean Western Bulldogs second half for the last three weeks. It's amazing not been what a premiership can buy you. Well, it's it's interesting, isn't it? I think Melbourne, for me, they really didn't need to push too much harder. They, I think, you know, they they realised this is a long season and there's probably no need to really go too hard. Their you know percentage, as you mentioned before, is pretty healthy. Fifty points is still pretty good, but you're right. I'm a little surprised it didn't get a little bit further out of hand. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think you know, fifteen ten, they still kicked over fifty percent. You know, they they still looked pretty good throughout the day. I don't think, to me, offensively, I don't think there's any doubt now that Hogan McDonald is a combo. Well, it, right now with Darling out potentially for a bit, you'd say Hogan McDonald's the best combo right now. They look incredible. Um, Kennedy and Darling obviously are amazing, but those two look ridiculous as well. It's interesting the whole um, twin attack. And Wade and Brown as well. Yeah, there's a few teams uh, to a lesser degree, even Hawthorne, Bruce and um, Gunston have got mm. over 50 goals collectively. So there's a number of one-two combinations. They're all slightly different. I mean, uh, obviously you've got two two teams with two power forwards in North Melbourne and West Coast where uh, they're big-bodied, mm. mobile and stuff like that. Melbourne's are probably that tall to medium size with McDonald and Hogan, then Gunston and Brewster are sort of medium-small. Um, so it's you need those two players at the scenes in this modern game moment, yeah. where if one's not firing the other one is and then you get a support cast from across the, the rest of the team so yeah look Melbourne and their class um, you and me have been talking about Petrarca since the start of the year and he's showing all the faith that Melbourne gave him picking <laughs> he and him Brayshaw look, both look ridiculous don't they yeah absolutely that, yeah Brayshaw from everything he's had to deal with and come back to and um, be able to perform like this, like he has this year, is mm. unbelievable. So, so we'll, we'll start with Melbourne. Um, obviously, the big highlight with Melbourne, well, below light with Melbourne, but the big sort of, you know, talking point is Lever's ACL. So that's been confirmed now. So he's going to be out for the year. Yeah. Not ideal. Not ideal. Not when he just started to get form too. He Very just, good form. Just started to get into this team as well. And probably now, it's, it's going to be interesting to see whether they flick McDonald back. Well, it sounds like they're not going to. Because but then, maybe they do, yeah. Well, when you've got a midfield where you, oh, throw Petrarca forward. Like, I they don't do think... have options, which is at least in their... Right yeah. now, they're actually relatively healthy. In terms of injuries, Viney's really only been kind of more of the major issues early so far. So, I mean, I think the team's too too classy and have got way too much depth. Yeah. It's just... a massive out. No, no, no. I'm no, not no. doing any um, dispute but, to but that. But as you but... say, to say... But what you're saying is that it's not end of chance no for way. finals like that there's been a few people saying oh shit but no. I, I don't think we're, we're clearly not there yet so well considering that they've been winning and levers only just starting to play really good for exactly, the last yeah. two or three weeks no i don't think he's <laughs> out, i don't think he, 
again, no disrespect to him as a player no, or, no. or Melbourne's choice to pick him up. I don't think he's that vital to their chances. Absolutely, I didn't think that at the start of the year. No, yeah. So it doesn't. I, I just thought if he gelled into that team, they'd become much better for it. I think they they'll, they'll be fine. I think they're going to keep McDonald forward, and yep. we'll talk about this in the preview because I, I think, still think I think Sam to. Frost is going to come in, but we'll talk about that yeah, in, in the preview. Um, yeah, look, that good game. I mean, you know, we speak about it all the time, but Melbourne now. We've we've been on them. I I trust them, and I now trust that when they come up against a team that they should beat, that vast majority of the time they're going to beat them, which which is great because there was that long period where they would have dropped this game yeah, and dropped it hard. Yeah, especially when the dogs came out, and, and when they've the been dog, up, then down. So yeah, and, and that's um, obviously the dogs knew that uh, or thought that Melbourne was still potentially uh, mentally brittle. And yeah, they came out thinking, oh, if we get on top early, mm. they'll just fall apart, but. Yeah, there's too much resolve in this team now and too much belief. Yeah, exactly. So, look, I mean, Gorn was incredible Incredibly, as well. Yeah. I can't wait to see him can't on... Can't kick um, straight in. Like, he doesn't need to... If he's going to lead in the forward line, he needs to go yeah. into the... He hardest, one point. Yeah. He needs to go into... Um, oh, you mean Bet- directionally? Yeah, Sorry, directionally yeah. he needs to go into the Eddie Betts pockets. Okay. Because that's where he kicks his goals. Dead, oh, of course. Dead in front. Skew them. He yeah. can't kick from in front. He does struggle. around in the pocket somewhere, do little banana boats, he's fine. 57 so, hitouts is pretty outrageous. <laughs> I think probably the highlight of next round is um, Gorn versus Grundy will be incredible because Grundy was excellent too and we'll get into that. Yeah. So. He was. I think that for me is the the tip of the of the, the next wow. round for sure. So especially yeah. with less games too. But um, Hogan five goals one amazing. Uh, Jones was pretty good in his two um, fiftieth and, and good on him. He's an amazing player. Um, you know. He's the only person on that team that remembers when they could win games. Well, this must be a shock for him. All Absolutely of a shock. Coming back, but um, no. Look, I think overall there's probably not too much more we can go into with Melbourne. Um, I, I thought generally speaking, you know, they got through it great. They're going to get a big crowd because they they won this game and won it relatively comfortably, you know, especially after quarter time. I, you know, I, I don't think the Melbourne fans are going to be too worried, and hopefully they get eighty eighty five thousand to to Queen's birthday next week because it, the, I think this rivalry now deserves a very decent sized crowd. And apparently their record's only about seventy three ish, so I'd like to see eighty plus would be good to see that day get a really decent sized crowd. It would be really crowd. disappointing if they don't oh. get. A massive crowd well, for, for that game. On apparently, Monday. the weather's going to be decent, and then on top of it, there's the freeze MND with the um, yeah, a lot going coaches going it. down down yep. the slide. So, but um, yeah, look, we could probably go into a few more things, but we might keep moving. Um, the only other couple of little things. So, Melksham injury not ideal. Um, we don't know whether he's going to come up again, but again, I don't think he's been in fantastic form. But I don't think that's a major issue. Right now, no, um, I wouldn't think they should should be able to cover him. Even though he has been really good, to been be fair, good. oh, absolutely, he's, he's a been fringe very good. sort of player, and he, he wasn't getting on you know Essendon's list most of the time. But um, in terms of the you know the best twenty two, but look, he, he'll he'll be fine. Oh, look, he's easily taken over from Watts. They've got the depth there, but they've got the the club has the depth yep. there, and, got and the depth. their twos have, have got people there. Neil Bullen, I thought, was really good as well. Frisch as well was was quality, but yeah, um, yeah. Look, we'll, we'll keep moving, and I mean, the other thing too is great to see them winning without Viney kind of completely obliterating. That was that was another kind of highlight I thought was you know Viney 
wasn't bad, but 22 disposals. He was he was wasn't like hardcore damaging or anything like that. He did some really good things, but he wasn't you know mind blowing or anything like that. Uh, my old mate um, Jordan Lewis probably had his most influential game for the year. Mm. He is so good. I mean, he always has been very good in traffic. Yeah, he's never been that quick on foot, but his ability and awareness of where his teammates are and how to to slice teams apart by hand or foot when there's three or four opponents around him was. Yeah. On show on the, on the weekend, I thought he was he was excellent and he really led from the front. So it was really good to to see uh, a guy of his caliber um, continue to play really well at another club. That's it. One other little highlight as well. I thought Charlie Spargo was fantastic. So yeah. young young Spargo. So only eighteen. Young yeah, he's Spargo. got a very bright future in front of him. So. I know that some of the stats lines. So we'll go a little bit further into it. So eleven disposals, five kicks, six handballs, but at eighty-one percent. So he he went at really decent at efficiency. Mm. So I thought he was really good. And he looks like he's going to be a player. So let's get both moving. Ends too. I reckon he definitely he's a good swing man. He them. looks like he can do a few different things, which yep. is what they want. And they, they have such a versatile team, which is why I think both of us aren't as concerned about Lever and um, no, Melcham coming out. Of, Not right of, now. I think that's too alarmist to get concerned. Absolutely. These teams that are now starting to show real signs of their ability um, from four or five years ago, I've really looked yeah. at how Hawth or Clarkson's model was. If you can't play in multiple positions you can't play on this team and exactly, that's what Melbourne yeah. have done you've got to be able to play back middle forward or at least two of those spots unless you're the Ruckman although Gorn can go forward without a doubt and you know they had they had a lot of people that scored on the day yeah. Oliver and Gorn and they had a couple of shots that they easily could have kicked so yeah they could have not had 10 concerned. or 12 um, goal kickers they ended up with 8 I think. they ended up with 8 yeah so they could easily have gone a lot more but um, Dogs well a little bit, few other points with Melbourne but we can talk about them in the preview Dogs is, is probably a little bit more of a story. So 51 points, again, quite a poor half. They're barely kicking over 50 points. We went into their, their second half just before. I mean, where is this team at? I mean, so there was this whole thing with Bevo after the game. He was talking about the flag and all this sort of stuff. It, it, I mean, Tom Boyd, he, he just looked, again, it's, you don't want to, it's hard with Boyd because you don't, obviously he's had his issues and you don't want to go too hard and everything around it. But... He looked completely devoid of confidence. He got four disposals for the day. Yeah, like it's just it, what is going on? Like it. Um, well, that's it. Well, fifty-one, fifty-five, and twenty-six have been their total scores for the last three weeks. That's that's a, that's my thing. Like, and and they've got a lot of issues. I mean, they they just they just look disconnected through different sections as well. I think the lineups regularly change, so nothing seems to be too settled as well. I get that they've got to find that, but at the same time, there's there's a few concerns. Rufford looks again very very out. Of form he had that one week where he was okay but we, we've kind of been a bit down on him as well mitch wallace you know obviously can't even get a game there can't get and a game I, don't think, and I think he's gone i'll talk about this later but i think he's gone for it sounds year. like he's gone as well um, yeah, be a handy pickup for a team that's contesting finals and stuff look, i reckon yeah it looks like dalhouse is going to geelong that's that's all the word that you hear so i don't know i mean this yeah. this this team it it and was they, it lightning in a bottle it it seems like well he's come out he effectively said that. said that, and that's the thing. We're not just saying that. He didn't even insinuate it either. He was pretty much saying that it, it was almost a detriment that they snuck that flag. Yeah, so if you missed... His, if you missed um, Watch his press conference. Press conference, yeah. yeah he, and everyone's like, wow. As a coach, you have, you have that much freedom. I, I like it. I love him being that honest, and I think it's a good time now while these players have got currency yeah I mean look at it how many mid to small 
forward midfield players do you need in a team when the game has evolved it's that changed quickly it might not matter half plan, of these outs exactly yeah, yeah. get rid of them get some younger bigger bodies in there get some structure around that team you can still build around Bont and Pally and yeah you're locking um, them down uh, Boyd and well, a few other yeah well, Boyd but yeah I know what you mean though. some of the some of the pillars pillars yeah, yeah. and then they get uh, liver back and all Bond's that. your main one, and I think you, you can. You, he's someone you can clearly build a team around. Yeah, I think going back to Bevo, I, I, I reckon he's just thought, and maybe Chris Grant's in this as well. We, we throw some water on the fire because I, I wondered, and I thought this too. So when I watched the 2016 Grand Final, I, I watched this with my brother-in-law. He's not too into football, but he knows a bit. And we were sort of talking about, and he he goes for the dogs, and he was really surprised with the win. We're sort of talking back and forth, and I was saying, gee, you got to wonder, is this going to be a baby bombers type scenario with such a young side and mm. winning a flag, you know, a little bit ahead of their, you know, line of when you thought they might be in that window, sneaking one to a degree, and then now, well, now it really seems like it. But at that time, I sort of thought, you know, geez, are they in this kind of, you know, crazy? I know, obviously, the baby bombers didn't win another one until two thousand, but there was a couple of years they clearly could have. So it's it's. It's interesting, but it doesn't look like that at all. And I think Bevo's thrown water on it and just to say, well, look, a lot of these players are not going to be here for the next flag. Absolutely. And and it's not a bad thing. The three teams of recent history or memory that have snuck a flag out of nowhere, Doggies. Richmond. Well, no, because they were building for it. Probably Mm. not in the same way. No, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like a young team, um, Hawthorne in 08 and then the Baby Bombers. Yeah. They've all pretty much failed the year... Not even just the year after, but the couple of years after those. Flags this has been well. one of the, statistically one of the bigger falls from Graces, though. Oh, absolutely. Because at least I think Hawthorne, if they miss finals, this is right up there. Yeah, because Essendon played finals after the flag. Yeah, Hawthorne missed a year and then came back and played finals consistently. This is if they don't doggies don't play. That's two years after a flag that they haven't been able. Which to play is finals. very rare. And the very other, rare. The other one is Richmond won the flag in 1980. 1981, they didn't make finals. 82. They um they lost eighty two, didn't they? Yeah, I think they played finals, but that's not they, recent memory. Either way, he's not recent as ages no. ago. <laughs> you weren't even born, mate. No, well, just <laughs> not born. But I, I, either way, is more that like it's a rare thing that that happens it back is and forth. Very as, rare, as, as you, you say, you, back to back. If you sorry. get a grand final, you even win the flag. It's almost guaranteed as long as you're mentally strong and do all the right things. You almost at least, at least finals, play finals. Surely, yeah. it's I very mean, rare not to. So yeah, like, yeah. It, so there's it's big, concerning, definitely very concerning. I'm. I don't know where they go from here, except for what my suggestion is. Whether they go down that path, I'm. Some people will disagree with the way Bevo's handled. I like it because it's honest and it's very Bevo style. I like the way he's handled this. I don't like the way he's handled other things. So I think he's got very angry and defensive with a lot of people remotely commenting around the team. I think he's been very aggressive around a number of things. Absolutely. So this, this is this. I mean. It's hard because last year they it looked like at least in the first half of the year at different sections it looked like gee maybe they could be okay but now the, I think the wheels have clearly come off and I think it's a full rebuild and if some of these players want to go maybe they can get some decent picks and Mate, can move you. on oh absolutely I'd be using these as um... well Bond's so young this is the thing you've got a bunch of these players that are well in the window I'm a Hawthorne supporter if they wanted to do a deal to <laughs> get Mitch, Mitch Wallace yeah. I'd love to have Mitch Wallace at Hawthorne yeah. and I know there's other teams because 
He's he's a hard work. He's got a hard work ethic. He's he's pretty good um, distributor of the ball. Mm. Um, and you pick him up for. I'll have him too, at Richmond. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, only recently he was at a, a function giving a uh, forget the specifics. Apologies to Dogs fans. I'm sure will correct me. An, an award um, for his father. And now see you later. It looks like he's on the on the heat. Yeah, and this is just our opinion. We're not saying he's gone and he's. It's out. not just ours though. No, like no, a lot no, of people yeah. are saying it. I know well, some dog supporters are like, oh, he's, a, he's a he's a son of a gun son and all that, gun. Type, all that type of well, stuff. Well, liberate one. I mean, obviously his injury, but he did want to. I just think they've got too many of the same type of plays, and unfortunately, they're not big and can impact the game well, like Bond can. If they, yeah. had, if they had multiple bonds, no, yeah. we wouldn't be having this well, conversation. That, that would be, everybody would love multiple bonds. The other thing and too multiple is bonds and pallies. And bonds and pallies too. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that's that is Tom Boyd's clearly I wrote in my notes that I wrote Tom Boyd, good lord. I mean, he, he's clearly not there, regardless of Tom Boyd forward and all this different stuff. Forget about that. And forget about the grand final. It's two years on, forget it. I think the thing with Boyd is he's clearly not there, ruck ongoing. No. And Roughhead's not either. No. So I, I don't, that's a clear deficiency at the moment. And, and I don't know. I mean, Gorn obliterated them. I mean, what did, what did, what did I say before? 57, yeah, 57 hit out. together. I mean, they only you had can't that, allow Ruckman to get I don't that even many. think they had 30 together. There's, I mean, unless you're Sandlance versus a tiny, you know, garbage team, that's very rare you get like those sort of sickening numbers. So Yeah, so between Roughhead and Boyd, they had 25. But going through some of the stats, so yeah, we just they wanted to have a little bit have of the a same they didn't have the same amount of pos- no. possessions. No. Gorn beat them, beat them in possessions. Everything. Marks, hitouts, tackles. and almost tackles. Wow. The only thing they they they. Um, it's embarrassing. They um, got on top of Gorn was the the scoreline. He kicked one point. And they kicked one goal. So definitely. I think yeah, Bebo's different. got the right idea in some ways though. Like I think keep playing your Englishes and people like that and get some games into this Absolutely, young side. Yeah. I think rebound and aim for you know a 2021 20, 22 type window. You know do no one the rebuilding never ends. You don't go from this whole notion of being in a premiership window and then oh no now we're in a rebuild. Oh no now we're in the window. Oh no now we're in a rebuild. It doesn't work like that. Everyone's always in a rebuild constantly. It's mm. everyone's always building a team. It's, it's you've got a whole stack of players. Every team sport is constantly building their team. Yeah. You, you can't just oh yeah, it's there. No, we can sit down and relax for the next five years and rack in a couple of flags, and then you know oh then we'll get on top then of it we'll in, 20, top of it, yeah. 22, 23. It's too gone. Doesn't it's work. Game like that. changes too much. Game by that exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big part of it. So, but if you look at it's funny. You look at the disposal efficiency, seventy two to seventy five. So it actually percentage wise was not was not that different. They had a lot more disposals though Melbourne. They had thirty five more. Um, through it so look it's it's you know way more uncontested um, contested was you know 20 more so that, that's pretty dominant marks inside 50 20 to 8 so Melbourne you know significantly getting you know way more options dogs actually won the clearances but it's all down to what what you're doing with it and so there, there, there was some you know some highlights through sections of their their engine but I mean look Viney was slightly down as well and they knew they were ahead I mean it gets to the point sometimes where I think you know it's a long season to go as well and they know they were going to win that game. Tackles inside 50, so 13 to 6. So that's the thing. There, there are some things out the Dogs game they really get right. So yeah. Dogs, great, really solid pressure. Obviously, they didn't have the ball as much through sections of it. So that's why they were, you know, tackle numbers Tackles are a bit up. But at the same time, you know, look, it's... it's 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 good to see some of the some of the you know the endeavours there. It's not like it's a devoid you know Carlton or a Gold, Gold no, Coast were sickening this round. Absolutely, for example. yeah, yeah. They're, they're, so we're not saying they're they're anywhere near that. Oh, definitely not. No. There's not 
get rid of the coach and change the whole playing list. They've just got to make up for the deficiencies that actually have on the field. And I'm I'm just repeating myself. No, but they're physically not. They need to diversify the team. They're not big yeah. and powerful. They don't have enough players. That well, they can got just... chips to trade. So absolutely, like those three players that we mentioned. R- Ruffhead's the eldest at 27. The other two at 25. Is he 27, Ruffhead? 27. Jeez. So He's they're, younger than that. Yeah, I thought so too. So, But 27, that's still five, no, six years a good year. Yeah, yeah. So they could get some good trades. And again, just using three players as an example, but I, I reckon all three of them go. Dalhouse. I reckon a couple will go, but yeah. Wallace and Ruffhead. Mm. But that, that's just where the doggies need to be smart mm. and, and use what they've got in their hand and, and trade well and get some bigger bodies because they've got some young, big bodies, but those bodies haven't developed yet. These 18, 19, 20-year-olds that are six foot five, six foot six, key position players, but they only weigh 70, 80 kilos. They get pushed around. This is why I think the argument for a mid-season trade is not Absolutely. the worst idea because you look at it and think now, okay, Delhouse has he checked out? Is he really not that particularly interested in his head? Is he actually going to the Cats? Yeah. Did he wish... Get it done. Then we can get it done. Get Does somebody over from the Cats. Back? Does he want dreads back? Get, oh, mate, trade, Stanley, trade the dreads for back. Stanley or um, one of the Rucks. Wow, they can have... Rucks in give him, give him, over. Give them Zach Smith. It was Zach Smith. Well, or he's clearly out of favour. Yeah, so... Yeah, but that's the thing. That's, it could absolutely work. I'm being and, serious. Like, it, that's the thing. It, it, right now, it's a stagnant end, whereas, you know, dogs, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously you know not in huge chance for finals, but let's say they brought a couple of pieces in. Wow, maybe it completely transforms the team. And while Geelong... Absolutely wiped the slate clean with the Gold Coast. They love Dalhouse right now. Yeah, Menzel's out for a few more weeks at least anyway. But have another, a small goal sneak that can run on the wing or the midfield as well. They would absolutely love. Perfect. This is what I'm saying. That's why I suggested it. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a, that's 100% Stephen Wells is sitting there. We'll just keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. It'll happen next year. And then Gil will give us a phone call and go. He he loves it. He loves the dive. So Melbourne won the inside 50s by 17 as well. So the clear clear dominance through it. So we'll keep moving. But um, yeah, look, Melbourne look really good. Dogs looking at next year. But hopefully they can get some some good games into their their kids and and build for for 2019. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And when we're talking about Melbourne, um, a 49-point win not being really that big a win. Wow. Uh, You know they're doing all right. right. We baked them for years, so (laughs) they look pretty good. Next game down in Tasmania, Hawthorne, Port Adelaide, sixty-four to sixty-one. Hawthorne by three points. Thank good, goodness good game. for the stressful Yoda. game. Thank goodness for the Yoda. That's it. <laughs> Yoda <laughs> being um, Mr. Birdwine, and he got fined as well, so he is playing next week. Yeah, as opposed which to was smart. Five. And it goes back to the fact uh, which Scott was it? Chris Scott that said, "Get rid of match day reports." Yeah, because it just it was pointless. It just drags it out. Drags it out, and yeah. Yeah, anyway, we won't. That's it. That we no, don't no. want to talk about. Um, yeah, really good game. Pity I didn't get to see it, although my um, nerves and stuff are pretty happy that I didn't see it. <laughs> well, I watched the full game um, in a replay again. I was flat out. I didn't get to watch the game live. It was a good game. I mean, the, the big thing was it was it was tight. Um, you know, elements of it were, were uh, you know, conditions weren't great through sections of it. A little bit of wind, as there always is down there. Uh, you know, riddled with errors. Port-wise, a bit here and there. They really should have been probably a bit further ahead through the first half, especially. Second half, you know, I thought the Hawks really had their chances to kind of push it a bit further out. You know, there was some... Again, we've commented on this a couple of times now, and it is something that really bothers me with Port Adelaide is just undisciplined stuff. So through sections of the game, you know, Dixon and just some just some garbage, 
you know, undisciplined rubbish. You know, he's not contributing heavily anyway. So by, by giving away multiple fifties, yeah, there was 11, yeah. 11 fifties through the game, which is which is pretty wild. Um, but look, it, it really irritates me with Port Adelaide. I think they've really got to do something about. It. I don't know whether Voss, you know, gets a gun and fires it up in the air, and I'd be pretty scared of Voss to not. Uh, to not do anything too stupid on the field because he's oh, a psycho. Yeah, I was going to say, but all Voss will need to do is to, to scare that team. Show them the Scott Burns video. Exactly, the Kesara video. Kesara. If you Sarah. don't pull your finger out, I'm going to do this to you. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to YouTube and look up uh, Michael Voss, Scott Burns, and you'll have a nice laugh. It's very, very It's an amazing funny. video. But um, no, look, good game. But we'll start with Hawthorne as they were just the winners on the day. Before we go right no, no, into it, yeah, a very quick one. Go, it's go. really nice to have seen... Two teams evenly matched on yeah. the ladder bring a game that was evenly matched on the day. Well, this should have been this. I know they have to do dream time, but I would have loved to have seen this on free to air. Obviously, imagine, they can't. This would have been a great Friday night game, though. Friday night Tassie, get it, you know, really, really push it. Do it on one on Friday. I know they had Port had the buy break anyway. Yeah, and I understand that obviously they've got to schedule a fair way in front. But what would be the issue with playing dream time? In a classic Saturday afternoon time slot, and then have right. a game like this. Well, the lights with the whole thing, but I know what you mean, though. Yeah, I, I know. Friday night, I forget. But Carlton, Carlton Cut, weren't good last year. Yeah, why so Carlton have got that many games? We spoke about this a hundred times. How they got that many Friday night games, I'm not having to go at Carlton specifically. It, you, you should not get rewarded for not being good. That's just the reality. No. They got four Friday night games when I don't know how anyone thought that Carlton were going to be a serious side this year. Yeah, even then, they didn't prove it last year, so no, why exactly. should they get rewarded? You've got to work for it, exactly. So this this would have been a really good Friday night game. Yeah, it would have been. But we'll start and with Hawthorne. It wasn't. And, um, it wasn't, yeah. no. Uh, Burgoyne, really solid. Um, you know, I thought Ruffhead was really good as well. He looks like he's definitely on the improve. But big thing, you know, Mitchell was outrageous. His first half, so at half time, yeah. listen to this, 21 disposals at 80% efficiency, two goals and seven marks. Yeah, so that's, Far out. that's ridiculous because he doesn't generally go that high efficiency. He's usually he around good. the 60s to low 70s yeah. as an average. So to get up to 80, that means he's not just getting the ball. He's getting the ball and getting loose and hitting up teammates. He was excellent. Well. Second half, not as much. He um, yeah. only got seven disposals in the second half. But he did a little bit off the ball, mm. and I thought he was quite good. But, yeah, they had to put Rockcliffe on him to curb that Shut influence. Shut it down, So yeah. that's a massive loss for Port yeah. in that regard because Rockcliffe's really starting to play well for them yeah. and starting to gel and understand that system. So to have him not be able to play his natural game, mm. um, yeah, it was obviously um, smart on Mitchell and, and the Hawthorne setup, but, um, yeah, pretty tough for Port to, to replace him. I thought McAvoy was really good on the day. I thought he competed really well with Ryder, who's obviously you know quite a quality ruckman. You know, generally speaking, the Hawks were pretty solid. I yeah, thought. and we we're just talking about those two. We did mention we had a bit of a chat about how good this um, ruck contest was going to be, and we yeah. said, and you can look back. We're not, not telling ourselves we're Nostradamus or giving us too big of a pad, but we said Ryder would dominate the taps, mm. and where McAvoy would win was probably around the game, and he kicked two and goals, and exactly Ryder didn't. Got, so. Yeah. Yeah, so it was yeah, it was pretty interesting. Um, look, I'm just happy as a Hawthorne supporter that we uh, stopped the bleeding. Three losses on the trot was uh, going to be tough if we did four losses on the trot um, to keep up with the top eight. So we're just out on percentage now. I thought Frawley had his best game for the year. 
Yeah, he was, he was um, good really good. starting to um, do what he did from he was three better, years yeah. ago. Intercept mark, um, hold down that back. Well, um, they were controlling line. the game through sections of it. They just they just weren't you know they just weren't completing it. No, just... look, they are still horrible in front of goal or when it goes in solid fifty. There's under still 40%. that connection issue, isn't there? Yep. And it's funny, you know, going Sizzler will uh, bring that back into well, place. Hopefully, the, they they missed that run and carry, and we spoke about that a little bit. I mean, Mitchell was better, but it's funny how. There was a lot of alarmists, I thought, last week, you know, really saying, oh, you know, Hawthorne's midfield's really cooked. And you, um, quite rightly, I think you were relatively vindicated after this game, especially with Mitchell's pretty good performance. He was probably second or third best on ground. I think BOG for me was Burgoyne. Yeah. And probably after. I know Mitchell got another goal, but still, Burgoyne was ridiculous on the day. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to argue after after Burgoyne. Yeah, it could have been Sicily, could have been... Sisley was good as well. Actually. Mitchell, yeah, no, so. but it, but yeah, it's it's funny, you know. Like it, I, I think you were right in that it's not that engine so much. It's just more the connection between the two. So yep. I think they're both okay. It's just more figuring the whole thing out. So Smith was all right as well. It was funny, you know. Port did three elements of the game, do what a number of teams are doing, where they try to nullify Smith and really kind of slow his run because that trick is something that, that Clarko does use quite a lot um, and they do use Smith in that way. But at the same time, no, I, I thought you know they, they were good enough on the day, Hawthorne. And the, you know, the, the record at Tassie, is, it is, it is yeah, what it is. it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it is what it is Haven't for a good reason. Haven't lost too many games no, they, yet. They've lost hardly anything down there. So And again, the, the team coming off a bye... Struggles yet again. Well, both, so, both both teams, both China teams lost, and yeah. obviously Gold Coast got hammered. So, so it's going to be be interesting to see when we talk about the the review, the teams that have the buy and what they they do coming out of it. So, mm. yeah, look, nothing really exciting to talk about except for that With first Hawthorne, half of Mitchell. Probably not so much. Yeah, Just the first half of Mitchell, and then the rest of it was pretty pretty even spread. The the intercept marking was there, a little bit of running carrot, but look, honestly, had this been played at, even at the G, I don't think might they, have been. A Different result. result, yeah. I think that's they um, they play the, the conditions they know, better. The as fact well, that yeah. they know that ground so much better helped them immensely. I think so. Uh, so let's flip to Port. There's a few more things with Hawthorne, but we can work that into the review probably more so. Looking at some of these points, I think yeah. Look, Port started well. They came out of the gates quite well. I, I thought I thought wow, maybe maybe this post buy thing they've managed them really well. So mm. quarter time score one goal two five two. So that clear Port way ahead. And then into the second quarter, five three five three. So half time, it was dead even seven three six six, and then nine ten nine seven. The big thing was late. Um, you know, Hawthorne obviously had a lot of chances in the second half, especially. But late, as I mentioned in one of the earlier reviews, was that you know, the the, the lack of ability to be clutch at all was was just riddled through Port's game. So yeah. they really really struggled. I thought Port late and just simple things like kicking towards the boundary rather than going up the guts. You know, MP had a had a couple of chances late, but yeah, look, we won't go too hard. Uh, but Port is a bit of a concern. Um, they are sitting outside of the eight, and if they are able to to make finals, that you know, they, if they are going to do that, they're going to really need to start winning some games and, and winning them soon. Yeah, so, um, I'm not sure how the dream team points are worked out or anything like that. But I didn't. I can't remember the last time I saw a game this, a balance, this yeah. close where. Everyone, there's one player from Port Adelaide in the top 12 ranked yeah. dream team play. That shows how inefficient 
or how inaccurate or whatever. Well, it was riddled with errors. errors. It was it was why I tipped Hawthorne in the end. At one point, I so earlier in the week I flipped it to Port. I know on the podcast I tipped Hawthorne. Then at one point I tipped Port, mm. and then I flipped it back to Hawthorne again because I just thought. Uh, post by, I just don't have the confidence. I just don't have the confidence that they're going to be there. That synergy is going to really slow down, you know, in terms of their, you know, their ability to execute on the day. So yeah. for two teams that have been quite inconsistent all year, the the it was more likely that Hawthorne not having had a buy yet that we're going to come out a yeah. little bit fresher because of continuity of game time more than anything else. Robbie Grave is pretty good. Four goals. Jack he's Watts a freak. He's a freak. Jack Watts three. Um, you know, playing really well. Pal Pepper, I thought it's been been pretty good as well. Wines was all right as well, but you know we spoke about Westoff too, so mm. I don't know. It's it's hard to get a read on Port. I want to wait another couple of weeks before we can get too much of a, a read on them. Oh, I had them at eighth. Um, actually, no, sorry, I had them at seventh. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. They might actually finish in a position like that. But they've got the bottom end of the eighth. Well, so. they've got. Th- I don't next, see them making top four. They've got the they next could. three games at home. And it's pretty interesting um, teams that come to visit. So they got the Tigers, the Dogs, and Melbourne. Yeah. So Jeez. they would want to win two out of well, those there you go. three. So next and month we're going to know a hell of a lot about Port. Yeah, absolutely. If they're able to win even half of those. They're, they're going. Yeah, okay. and then they travel to the for the um, fourth week in a row. They um, they leave. Yeah. Adelaide and they play Carlton. So two very winnable games, one away from home. But if they can snatch one of those. Against the Tigers and the D's, wow, then we're a different conversation. But yeah. we'll talk about that if and when it happens. I think as well, I think the, the ball use was pretty poor from Port. But again, <laughs> as we've spoken about already, but I think a big part of it is the buy. So I'd like yeah. to wait another week, given the you know extreme circumstances of going to China, having a week off, and then And then, and then playing. having to travel again. Again, yeah. I think yeah. it's a pretty extreme circumstance. So I'm not kind of going to go too no. heavily into it was three points. Let's park it for a bit. Well, three exactly. Yeah. And some horrible, and some horrific horrible umpiring. umpiring. Yeah, we don't normally go into umpiring, but and I have written that down. Mainly because they don't have an impact on the game. As a Hawthorne supporter, I saw what I saw, and yes, the, oh, the umpiring. Back for there was umpiring, obscene umpiring. It was heavily umpiring, weighted towards yeah. Hawthorne. Some of the decisions. Well, were Ken Hinckley said that afterwards. Um, so. Yeah, it was, and it was too. They had too much of an influence. Apparently, they had the most. Free kicks given in at a game. It wow. was a record for free kicks. Wow. Yeah. The other thing too was the the sliding rules a joke. Oh, McAvoy into Houston oh. and, and um, Big Boy. Yeah. yeah. Just how ha- can Four. something so bluntly clear and then every other game since that rule has been introduced has even the ones that don't look close. It, it looks close. They've called it and that he he's six. He's almost seven foot. Yeah. Um, how can you miss him sliding into someone's leg? I just don't get it. No, I, so, I, I think it's a joke. Poor for the game. Poor, very poor for the game. I think umpiring this year has been very, very terrible. And I think at the end of the year, we'll, we'll definitely do maybe a, a bonus episode purely just on, on rules. Maybe we can mm. chat about a couple of things that have just been really, really poor. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't, week by week, don't go into it. So let's, um, I don't want to get no. too heavily no, into the board because I think given, given, given this situation... I think we wait. I think we wait to kind of have too many issues with them, and and Hawthorne are chugging along. Yeah, and everyone everyone said this was the game that could go either way. And we also and said as well, Clarko is not going to lose four in a row. I, I just with the team he's got, he's he's good enough to be able to get to get one back. 
Yeah. Um, I just didn't feel like they were going to drop this one, even though obviously it was very, very close in the end. And had Port been a little bit more clutch, it might have swept it. Next game, uh, terrible old game. It wasn't really a game. It was more like a practice match. Practice match up at Metricon Stadium. Gold Coast 36 to Geelong 121. Geelong by 85 points. Geelong obliterated the Gold Coast, who were insipid on the day. Um, talk about post-buy. The Gold Coast were a joke, I thought. Um, why? Anyway, we'll, let, let's start with let's start with the positives. We'll start with um, Geelong, who okay. won. Can I start? Please. Because I, I just love this. Um, we've <laughs> talked about it for a while. Not just about Geelong, about um, teams that are really well-drilled and well-balanced. So the five highest possession winners also kicked at least one goal. And I'm going to read their names. Ablett, Selwood, Duncan, Menegola, Dangerfield. Besides the fact that they uh, all keep to goal, what else do they have in common? All midfielders. Yeah. And they're your five top goal scorers for the game. That is true, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Clearly, I mean, I don't think we need to go too heavily into Geelong, mainly because Gold Coast were a joke, really, through the day. There was very few elements to them that were worth talking about. Geelong were good. Ablett was back-ish. Obviously, he played a horrendous opposition. Loves the theatre of the sport, doesn't he? Loves it. (laughs) They got 17,000 for the crowd, which, I don't know, you can look at it one way and say it's garbage, but... You can look at it another way and think, well, I didn't average, know they had that many fans. That's if they right. average 17,000 for the rest of the year at home, I think the AFL would be very happy with that. Yeah, that's $25 million well spent at the it's end of the year. It's almost $1 million of pesos. <laughs> $100,000. $100,000. Well, they may as, that's probably how they're getting them there. <laughs> uh, Ablett, three goals, 37 disposals. Obviously, he was ridiculous. Minigola, um, 2-2, 30. So, yeah, yeah look, it, some good stats through them, but their opposition was, was appalling. I mean, there's, there's no other way to look at it. They, it didn't help their day was... went down, but that's no excuse. How do you, as a team, play a team that's got an old player and you know what he does? They didn't go near him. Yeah. It's like he borrowed Dylan Shield's shield. Yeah, I think it was a very comfortable win, to say the least. Comfortable is probably the most polite thing you can say. 85 points. Yeah, 85. I mean, it was it was pretty ridiculous. I mean, as, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Cats went up 11 in their percentage, which is which is outrageous. Um, yeah, look, and, and it didn't. It, it got worse and worse for the Gold Coast. You know, Hall injured. You know, Young. There was a whole range of issues. May, so it just kept coming. You know, it kept getting worse. Down rotations. I mean, yeah. Look, the the reality of it, and I know we haven't kind of gone too heavily into the Cats, but they they look good. But I don't. I personally don't reckon there's too much we can can go into out of this game. It's very hard to tell. I mean, they play. This was, as you said, basically a practice match. Yeah. So one or two things, and we'll talk about more in the um, preview. Yeah. Just that's lead, the thing. This it's is either this that. is this is either going to build massive confidence in the Cats, or it's a blimp, or yeah. it's going to be detrimental to them, especially the fortnight they've got coming up because they play North Melbourne and Richmond in the next two weeks. Yeah. So hopefully it's a confidence booster. Hopefully. Um, and, 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 and a game where they could iron out a bit of bit of creases that were starting to come into their game and they start to show um, the world what we all thought when they got gas back down, down there. Yeah. Look, but, I, I think Geelong, are uh, their ladder position for me indicates it. I don't think they're a good enough side to be top four. But I think they're a middle, lower to middle eight team. And that's about where I had them. So I'm not really too surprised with them. They're sitting at fifth. You know, they're, they're going to play finals, I would say, pretty much guaranteed. But... Yeah, they've got seven wins on the board now. It'll be very surprising if they didn't. 
And look, well, like I said, two weeks in time, we'll learn a lot more about them. I think they're starting It's to... very hard when they play such a terrible opposition. So let, let's go into yeah. Gold Coast. I mean, the main thing is, why would Lynch and May stay at this club? Why? Why for, would anyone? For, well, but, I mean, there, there's no reason that, that any of the, either of those two guys would think, oh, no, there's, there's, some, there's some success coming in. This looks good. Oh, come on. They've got mitts. Mm. 47 hit outs. Mm. Oh, that's right. Playing Stanley. Um, <laughs> they've got Jew. He'll get him, he'll get him free he'll burgers. Him. Free burgers. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's, it, I it's, think Lynch it's... is very gone. Um, yeah. To he's, say the least. He's gone. I think he's extremely gone. It's, you know, it's really concerning. And it, it does raise, again, the, the specter of this whole, why did Gold Coast get a team? They, they, there's clearly just not the attention there. And they're consistently losing players. So, I don't know. It'd be pretty bad if they lost another wave of, of talent. Who the hell is... If Lynch leaves, what young player is going to want to go up to the Gold Coast? If you got if you got drafted up there, you'd say to your manager, all right. Give me... Two, two one-year deal. Give me Sydney, Melbourne, don't care. I'll sign a one-year contract. Anywhere gone. but there in Rio. One match and then go... Well, we've got the mid-season trade now too. You could play 11, 12 matches and see you later. See you later, yeah. Biscuits. It's fair to say they're not going to get any father sons. <laughs> no, there won't even players left. A pretty soon busted ass uh, father yeah, son. Yeah, it, it is. It's pretty unfortunate. It's they, very look, they look awful. It's um, it's a blight on the AFL, and the f- not because they're playing so bad. That's just one aspect. The fact that AFL is continuing, they're just denying that this is, is a joke. Is a failed experiment. It is, and it's money going down the drain that could go into so many other areas. Yeah, like the homeless. All Tasmanian football, I was going Tasmanian to say, but football. Yeah, that the cancer, yeah. yeah, lots of big issues out there. So for are, this is a cancer. On this the is going to turn into something that is just horrible. And it's... I think they're going to finish bottom of the ladder. And and to me, no, nah, they'll beat Carlton. But they look baked already. Like that's the thing. We're True. halfway through the year, and they look absolutely baked. They look like they don't want to play football. They actually legitimately look like they don't want to be there. Do you reckon on their days off, it's just down at the cast and or on the beach? <laughs> Unlike other players who will probably do extra drills. And... Oh, there's no no one's doing extra drills here. They, they, these guys <laughs> look like they legitimately don't want to be there. I'm not joking. They well, of course actually, they don't. They look like they want to be anywhere else but doing when this. When you're on the Gold Coast, why would you want to work? <laughs> go to the casino. Go to the castle. Do some rack. Yeah. But only four people, four people scored a goal. I mean, that's that that's there's no no one's dominating a game with four people kicking a goal. I mean, that's just, that's just ridiculous. No one scored multiple goals. Like that's that's a just a joke. So I mean, look, some of the stats we'll go through a few, but seventy to eighty percent disposal efficiency. None of the stats are going to really tell you too much. Uncontested possessions, three hundred and eleven to a hundred and eighty nine. Wow. That's a joke. Marks inside 50, 19 to 8. So, yeah, the whole thing's a joke the whole way through. So, obviously, slightly more tackles, but they barely okay. had the ball. Inside 50, 62 to 41. And the Gold Coast have only scored 100 points once this year. And that was against Insipid Carlton. Yeah, that's it. The and they barely two, got it. 101, wasn't it? Yeah, Wasn't that the score? Yeah. yeah. And then anything and everything else is 70 or below after that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, massive, massive, just... Get if, rid of them. If there's the money to hold a team up 
in the Gold Coast where people generally don't, don't give, give a shit, shit about any about sport. sport, let alone AFL, how is there not the money to hold up a team in Tasmania where people actually give a shit and you about actually, Australian football and sport? And you could actually build an industry down there. And it's such a short killing, flight. Killing it takes out. two seconds against Victorian teams. Two they, seconds. Tassie is crying out for some type of industry to be built down yes. there. AFL, got it. Done. Done. Because then you could start it's, a, it's a netball a competition down there and all these teams will get involved. It is a flat-out joke that this is still going. And they're pro- the AFL will never admit they're wrong. They'll wait. Like, they would have to not look... They'd have to do... They will have a China team before they have one in Tassie. They'd yeah. rather do that. It seems seems that's the case. Yeah. It legitimately seems that's the case. Sorry, well, we're not talking about the footy at the moment, but that's because... But how can we? I mean, this game was horrific. Yeah, and it's... So gold I mean, it doesn't get much better than the next game. The gold. The gold. Um, maybe Jared Healy should be there. Oh, Jared Healy, love it. He'd Get love him on as their promotional CEO, yeah, CEO, yeah. everyone, whatever thing. But everyone. look, this Mark Evans has got his work cut out for him to say the least. Oh, so he needs I mean, to come, is, he needs to come out publicly and say something that this is a joke. Well, whatever. You can't just hide behind um, the Jew. money. Well, you can hide behind Stuart Jew. Everyone can. An army can. <laughs> Rome can. <laughs> Rome can. <laughs> no, look. I, it, it, hopefully, they can bounce back. But I mean, that they look like they look like garbage. They've what got the GWS and spotless back? next week after a win. That they look. Terrible. Oh wow. Uh, we'll go into that next week. Oh, next episode. Next episode, yeah. Uh, MCG, Essendon 43, 114, Richmond schooled Essendon in the so, end. So, yeah, it's going to talk about another game. Another yeah. busted old game. 71 points, Richmond smashed them, and it could really have gotten a lot uglier than this. Well, it did of, get a lot uglier than did, this. It did, but it could have got Zara, because their second best player for the year, is gone is for a few weeks. Yeah, so speaking of him... Um, we will get into Richmond, but some of the things out of it. The, the speaking of terrible umpiring with the the Hawthorne um, Port Adelaide game, that competition, you know, that whole thing with Hurley. Oh. And, and, and Martin, Martin was a joke. Like that. What is that a defender was, supposed to do these days? So that was a great contest. There's yep. no, no, like everyone in the ground knew it. Everyone at home knew it. The only person in the country that didn't know it was that stupid umpire. It's yeah. just that simple. Yeah. I mean, if anyone, if anything, it should have gone the other way. Absolutely. If you but had to. If you had to. But if it you was had a to. Great but, it was, but you knew who was watching that. Old mate down the other end of the ground, he went, oh, these umpires don't know what they're doing. I'm going to stage, and I'm going to do the biggest soccer dive ever in yeah. AFL. It you was unbelievable, and it's happened multiple times hanging out in shame. Well. Yeah, I mean, it's happened multiple times, yeah. too. Like, well, it's... You know, Richo came out, our, our friend of the pod, Matty Richo. Ah, oh, the Richo. He, he was defending him, but I can understand. Obviously, he's a teammate of his, but it, it's hard because it's it's. And at the time, I like, get it, but at the same time, look, I, I can understand that this the argument of look, they're you know the umpires are you know paying these free kicks. So what can you expect the players to do? Like they're going to try to suck them in stuff. Absolutely, they'll exploit it. Yep. But at the same time, you look at the other side of the coin, and it's like, well, yeah, and it's. I don't think he needed to do that. They were fairly ahead, and they were going to win that game. I'm not sure he needed to pretend he got shot. But this is the this is a bigger issue about how much energy and all the thoughts that an umpire has to go through now because of how many rules and regulations and interpretations they've got to put through their mind before they even blow the whistle. And if they don't blow the whistle, they get told off for not blowing the whistle. Yeah. So it's that that the rules, and we'll talk about this at the end of the year when we have a, an overview. But right now, the actual review of the rules 
needs to be looked at significantly and actually don't bring in new rules reduce some of the ones that are in place or modify them so it's much easier to adjudicate because it is horrible to watch when it's multiple terrible, games yeah. in one um, round are affected this much by decisions well especially when you know but anyway we won't, we won't yeah. get too heavily into it but yeah look the rants thing was terrible he got fined and I'm sure you know yeah. mm. He won't do it again. It's I'm not. Sure. It's not. It's not good enough. And I think when you look at other sports, you know, obviously soccer, as you mentioned, is terrible. But even in the NBA at the moment, it's pretty bad. It's funny that they had the whole um, the thing with Harden at the moment because he's you know all year been doing these like like someone puts a finger on him and he, he acts like he's you know JFK. And then he <laughs> <laughs> does though. It's then, but which is a, but it's a blight, blight on their game. It is a blight. Um, but then the next thing that, that comes out of it is that, you know, in the finals, then he was trying to do the same thing and he didn't get paid it. So I, it's, it's interesting how, how it can very quickly flip. Yeah. So anyway, he got fined. But, he got fined. But uh, look, the three big they were really, issues overall that came Yeah, out I mean, obviously Zaharakis, that's the thing. that the, oh. They're the three, well, that's the, you know, that... Talking points. Talk, but also they're the things that change the momentum too. Because SNM was still sort of in the game at that point and... Uh, had like you know that Martin got that really he kicked a goal off that well, so it was really poor I thought you know I I, I don't care you know I know obviously go for Richmond as, as I'm sure most of the listeners know but I, I want a good game I absolutely I mean it I was, don't want free garbage like that I was I was really irritated at that it was so. only five goals at half time and really it, yeah. really it should have only been two or three there was a missed goal or something happened and then it uh, turned around and, and Essen, well Richmond's third quarter was and massive then, yeah and then yeah. Richmond absolutely annihilated him in the third and um, it was sail- all smooth sailing after that so it was 9-6 uh, to 4-5 at half time and then the end score was Richmond 17-12 to yeah. um, Essendon 6-7 so Essen only, two, only goals. two goals for a half, half and, this, is and this is yeah this is starting to become all too regular in, in lots of games now where one team really dominates compared to the other, and it's it's it's, it's, and it's almost the halfway like mark. and it's really hard disheartening for the Essen supporters out there. Well, they all the left. Last, See the, the photo I yeah, put the, up on Twitter. The, the, I, was, I saw. I was watching this game. At, there was packed, no seats to get on the lower level, mm. and then hang on, pick a seat, Empty whatever ground. you want to see. Um, it's like the last two weeks mean nothing now to them. Well, because, yeah, I mean, I mean it, it doesn't. Very poor, but. Especially in the second half. Yeah. So we'll go a bit more into Richmond, obviously. We'll start with the winner. Caddy was really good, another four oh. goals. He's kicked about 50 goals fourth. in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, fourth on. He's sitting fourth in the uh, Coleman. And, uh, doesn't matter about Rewild anymore. Doesn't need a Rewild. They probably could have given him the week off post the concussion. He only kicked a goal. So Moore, 2 3. He was fantastic. Butler, two goals. Edwards was clearly best on ground. And it Easily, was great that he yeah. won, the, won the middle. Two goals, 31 disposals. He was ridiculous on the day. I thought Nan Kervis was, was good. He was serviceable. But, you know, he does what he has to do. They've got such a ridiculous engine. It doesn't really matter as much. Menadieu, I thought, wasn't too bad as well. But um, Martin was okay. You know, sections of the game, he was, was impressive. He, I think physically he was quite good in, on the game. He did a couple of things that were physically impressive. So that, yeah, that was good. At least he's sort of attacking a bit more. And, and he's been a bit down. He pierced through um, defences with his go- with his kicking. He, he's yeah, he's an elite kicker. And I think oh, his field kicking is a joke. He's he, I think he's just switched on now. I think he was just easing his way into this season and now he's starting to really build yeah. and when you've got Caddy kicking four goals he goes I don't need to I can just kick it into the mm-hmm. forward line and be really um, prominent in that mid and pushing forward so 
a very good all-round performance. I thought Cochin showed glimpses um, was again. Good, yeah. um, Edwards was just so tight and he said that clean up. in really kind of small space. He was fantastic. Yeah, it was definitely his best game, and he was easily the best player on. Well, the Richmond ground. just controlled the game. I mean, they they were able to slow the game down relatively easy when they wanted to. They set up you know that wall of defence that they do that press they do really well. So that they're getting better at doing that, and they just locked it in and. So much of the game was played in their forward half. So the only thing that was, that there was a point where Richmond were just being a little bit too cute, I thought. Um, the sections where they were just sort of a little yeah. bit overconfident, they're a little bit ahead. So hopefully they can remove that out of their game a little bit because yeah. I thought there was a little bit of cuteness there. That yeah, not, not, they won't want to do that against your North Melbourne, your no. Sydney's and, and, the, and the like. Geelong they'll they'll well, tear yeah. them apart. They'll, yeah. they'll take advantage of that and then really pile it on the pressure and it won't be as easy for them to no. get out of. So... Yeah, look, um, I haven't talked about Heat Check yet, and I'm actually going to, because we've already mentioned him a number of times, mm-hmm. it, it caddy for me, mm-hmm. um, just because it's a number of weeks in a row. And he only had 15 touches, had four goals, eight score involvements, and he went at 73% efficiency. Um, also had three tackles, so he doesn't just do it on the scoreboard. He actually um, applies a lot of pressure around the game, mm. and he's so hard for the defense to match up on because he can outrun most. He's a midfielder by trade, yeah. So if you put a small one in, he'll um, go to town because physically he's a lot bigger mm. and a tall. He'll just run around. So I reckon it's been a smart move by Damien Harwick, and it's great to see that he has actually thrived on it because he did go to Richmond, as we all know to try and get more midfield time, but he's found a perfect yeah, role. I think that doesn't matter now. That's the thing. No, it doesn't matter. Playing play where he works. Yeah, he, he's up there um, with Robbie Gray for me in that sort of small to mid-size midfield he looks sort of forward that can just turn the game on its end. Yeah, and, and Richmond just looks so well drilled. You know, they're, they're just able to switch when they need to. and he's yeah, only 25 still. Yeah, Caddy's young. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So probably yeah. not too much more to take out of Richmond's game. Um, nah. We've gone into a bunch of things, you know. Obviously, offensively, defensively, there's 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 pluses for both of those. Um, you know, they're, they're not too many clangers through the game as well. They were pretty clean. A couple, of, as I said, there was a few moments where they were a little bit cocky, but generally speaking, I don't think there's too much more. They look the team that basically everyone they knows led they right. are. They so. led from start to finish, so... Yeah, there was not not a point, so... No, so they're all good. Essendon, very poor, but at the same time, they were dealt some pretty harsh cards. You know, Hurley obviously had that horrible decision. Zarag is that rotation out. And when that happened, it, it those two things just totally took the, the wind out of the sails. They... they yeah. They, they they were always, I thought, a bit of a rung below, but they were very much a rung below after that. Um, it was. Know. Devin Smith tried. Uh, he's been pretty good yeah. this year. 26 String. disposals, goals, six tackles. He was not String bad. was really... It was good to see Stringer play well in a... String in was a bad, okay. In a bad t- team effort, and yeah. Bell Chambers was Didn't pretty Didn't scoreboard at all, yeah. but yeah. Merritt, one goal, 25, five tackles. A couple of things that were good, but yeah, yeah. not amazing. Bell Chambers, like, he was, I thought, better than, than um, Nankervis on the day, but you know, it's all about who you're tapping it to and how they're going. Yeah. Saad, I thought, was a bit better, but again, he you know, sort of internalised a bit second half. Yeah, very inconsistently. He had his glimpses of run and dash and carry and all that type of stuff, but, yeah. but then... Very up and down. But the thing is, for him, when you've got no one to kick it to, well, it doesn't matter it. how much you could run when no, you've got no. the ball like... 
he just kick it up in the air and yeah. So yeah. it was it was pretty pretty listless um, effort from Essen overall. But well, they didn't have Mark Neal to to go to for tactical info. Oh yeah, that was the big problem. So it only lasted two weeks. Two weeks and then they went. <laughs> oh, hang on, who are we talking to again? So Mark Harvey got he had enough stuff for two weeks and then he's like, I've got nothing left. Got nothing left. Oh. Who do I go to? No, I'm just joking. McDonald, uh, Tip and Woody, he was good early. But yeah. 2-2, two, two, not bad, but then kind of fell away a bit. It's hey, Look, I, I think Essendon are, uh, you know, 8 to 12-ish side. I think they're about that mid-rung mark. Um, I know that would be a, a drop from where they were mm. last year, but... Uh, I think it's going to take a little while to well, get all these two, pieces to work. Well, that's the thing. They're two games in a hefty percentage out of the eight. Their percentage the is poor. So they're really, sitting at 87%. Really poor. So, and yeah, like two games. So it's going to be pretty hard for them to come back from here to play finals. And then even if they did, what type of impact are they going to have if they're... they're I mean, they've only got four wins to, the, to their name so far. So... Yeah, I'm, they're almost a, a line through. At, I'm pretty close. Pretty close, but... Um, if they drop if, next week, you'd almost... If they start to get three or four games out of that con- uh, contention for the eighth spot, then, yeah, I can't see... In the second half of the year, I can't see them making up that ground. The good news is, I guess, you know, their, their pickups in Saad and Stringer and Smith, they're not old. So they're, they're clearly, you know, planning for a, a, a flag, ideally, in the next sort of two to three to four years. So And their yeah. team's... Not you know super old or anything like that. That you know, Bell Chambers isn't young. They might have to find someone by that point. But see how they go. Yeah, um, and as you and I said, lots throughout the season. You see glimpses in almost every game that what they're very capable of. And yeah. obviously, the last two weeks, Pieces you see exactly what okay. they're capable of when they play all four quarters. It's funny that um, they brought um, Michael Hurley back, and I rate him. But with him back, they actually played worse. Well, I. It's funny once a piece comes back. How, how do you figure? And it's, it's it's interesting with with Danaher when he does come back later in the year. Where, where do they put him? Yeah. What do they do? It'll be interesting to see how they try to make that piece work. Because I think this this group needs another off season to figure out where everybody goes, and then hopefully they get a good run. Yeah, absolutely. Run no yeah. injuries, and then they can figure it yeah, out. Yeah, those three introduced players this ins, year yeah. ins. I've, I've obviously upset the apple cart a little bit as far as structure yeah, and, I think so. and, and Smith's continuity. the only one that's completely fit really oh yeah yeah absolutely but he could fit anywhere he's yeah. except the goal goes but nobody no one fit out there. he'd yeah. come home after a year anyway <laughs> uh, nice um oh look there's probably not too much more to go through in this game we don't know. want to bag we don't want to look at the deficiencies too much because we've already talked about it. We've highlighted Essendon's yeah. issues. You know, they were attacking from the back half three sections of it. It doesn't work. Obviously, they spent so much time in Richmond's forward line because they were constantly locked in there. No McNeil. No McNeil, which is a bit of a struggle as well. So, <laughs> and we'll they're, just, they're a bit of a way off. Oh, clearly. Yeah, look, you would think with all his wisdom, Woosher is looking... At next year, not he hasn't written off finals, of course, because technically they've got plenty of opportunities to still play finals this year. But I think, yeah, the, in the back of his mind, yeah. thinking back of his mind, he'll be he'll be he'll be gearing up for a real good tilt next year. And mathematically, they might be able to get Mark Neal back, so he's just figuring all those numbers together. and figure out a way to get rid of Mark Harvey. Exactly. He's out of info. Yeah. So, no, look, I think Don's, you know, they've got to work on just, just simple things. So yeah. I, I still think, as we highlighted, even before those two miraculous wins, they need to work on the offensive connections from the midfield to the to the forward line. Simple things like tackle pressure as well. Yeah. I want to see Go more of, more consistently. 
Um, just just little things, and they'll figure it out, and they'll be able to build a game plan that'll work. I, I just don't think this is going to be going to be their year, and I think it's, there's so much competition for the eight. I think it might push them just out. So we better keep moving. Next yep. game: uh, West Coast Eagles Saints one hundred eight eighty eight. West Coast won by thirteen points. Close game. West Coast were so have a look at the halftime score. West Coast ten one to five three, and then three quarter time three quarter fifteen time, yeah. three to seven three. And you thought, hang on a second, and then they went ends, to sleep. Then see you later. Sixteen five to fourteen four. I started watching this on my phone because I was like, hang on, what? Because I thought the game's off. This is well and truly over. But then they, they nearly came back and, and won it. But Oh, um, oh mate, Tim wow. Mepri, uh, re- He's back. reignited himself. He remembered. Not only did he... He remembered. Yeah, remembered. Uh, not only did he kick six <laughs> goals straight, he had 20 touches at and 90%. went at 90% yeah, efficiency. Yeah. So, look... I had that down too. It's crazy. Wow. Um, where, where's he been? Or where St Kilda like this been all year um, not sure you'd be ripping your hair out if you were a St Kilda supporter wouldn't it's you? pretty like, frustrating isn't it has I mean, anyone got this close to West Coast except for Sydney beating them uh, I would say no Richmond, Richmond got belted 10, no it was only 10 or 13 points wasn't it no no it went pretty poor near. anyway like to, to get over to get that close against the Eagles anywhere let alone uh, I was about to say Subi but it's Optus mm. um, it's well, there might be actually some uh, lights oh, for St Kilda. Not playing not finals. The finals is so. out of the <laughs> equation. Even if math- mathematically it is possible, yeah. they're not. At least now they can sort of build and give their supporters. Some well, memory. At least they're they're hitting the scoreboard a bit better. And, and yeah, that second half was really good. And they, to their credit, they really it's came back. pressure. The top four tacklers were St Kilda players. Which is... Well, they didn't have the ball for the first Well, time, true, really, yeah. But they I, had I, to I, do so. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, though. So, uh, big thing out of Trying is, to be good and nice no, to no, I bagged them out for the last eight no, weeks. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll start with West Coast a little bit. Again, this game, we'll probably go pretty short on this. There's a few things in the preview we want to talk about. Mm. But big thing, obviously, is Darling. So, it, it's unclear how long he's going to be out for. That's obviously a massive out, and he just came, you know, in such great form. So that's obviously not ideal. But the, the only real thing out of this that you can take away, I think, when it comes to the Eagles, is they just took the foot off the gas, like quite literally, like literally just parked the car, sat down, lowered the seat, put the head on the on the side of the seat, and had a bit of a nap. And yeah. then thought, Shiza, they're they're coming close here. We we better, better quickly really perk up for a second. So, but it, it, it's yeah. Uh, look, they've. Ten in a row is exceptional, and in anyone's language, that's that's fantastic. And I think you know they're probably owed a bit of a bit of a sit down in the car for five minutes. So it's it's not ideal, but at the same time, it, you know they were probably due a loss, and a, a middle rung team like a Collingwood or a you know a, a North or you know that middle to lower eight to mid eight kind of point would probably have beaten them. I would have thought, given. You allow a team that much time yeah. to come back into it, and certainly a top team. I think a Melbourne would have really come in and, and put the foot on the throat, and then obviously you know Richmond as well. But well, maybe not. They just got belted by them over there. But uh, mate, the West Coast played a lot better that day against Richmond than they did this game. So, but yeah, for me, not probably not too many takeaways out of this. They're they're about due a loss, and they didn't lose. So now they got the buy and. 
they rest up and and you know they go in into yeah. the break with only one loss, which is incredible. When do you reckon the last time Nat and Nui got owned in the ruck? <laughs> well, numbers wise, numbers wise, yeah. He often doesn't necessarily post up too many hitouts, but I know oh, he was the most effective of the he's all the rucks. He kicked two goals and had eighteen hitouts, but it was That's interesting. Thing, yeah. I thought he would have had more than eighteen against Hickey because Hickey's not a known Hickey from Kinnicky. Hickey Kinnicky. Hickey. <laughs> But look, it's a Greece um, reference there, very current. Yes. So look, I don't know. It's hard. I didn't watch the game live. I saw the highlights, so it was hard to really gauge what happened. I'm going to go with the cliche: West Coast did what they had to do, but they did though. I mean, after that, they got a bit of a scare. Well, I saw most. I saw bits and pieces through it. I saw probably a good 30, 40 minutes of it. I mean, they they pushed them early. You know, two two goals, Lacroix. Two goals, Crips. You know, obviously Darling went down, but Kennedy stepped up. That's the thing. Yeah. They've got so many weapons. I mean, we highlighted every week. Kennedy, 6-1. Well, I was going to say, they just went back to West Coast for the last few years. Don't, who cares? Yeah. Um, you know, Gaff goal, he, he's just, you know, his dollars looking pretty so good. He, so many weeks was Kennedy out for at the start of the Three or four? Uh, in and around, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, have you seen where he sits on the Coleman? Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, it's, he, he's, he's a bit of a chance, isn't Jeez. he? Which is... Uh, Freak. Pretty ridiculous. But yeah. no, look, it, this was a pretty standard game from West Coast. I, I yeah, don't nothing there's, to be concerned there's really about. nothing to be concerned about. I know there was that lapse, but they right before the bye and they've won ten games straight. Yeah. So I don't reckon this is a massive concern no, right now. It. They're probably due for one and they didn't lose. So they, that's great well, news. Exactly. They thought, Oh, we could extend our bye by another half game. Half an hour, yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll pan a bit into St Kilda and then we'll keep moving. But Saints, you know, it's same as before. You know, they haven't won a game for a long time now. McCartan just doesn't look like he's going to be able to compete at this level, which is a real concern. Well, lucky he had his helmet on because he would have got knocked out in he would have got contest. Killed. In so the... let's let's get him two helmets. Memory, mm. um, obviously, as we said, Gresham good. You know, Nunes good. Weller was good, but. We've spoken at this a number of times. They're two or three to four pieces short, I think, St Kilda. Like they 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 need different elements and whether that's a Sloan or, you know, maybe they throw it all at so um Lynch's uh, manager was at um Moravan during the week, so maybe they're gonna throw in some big do- and they've got cap room, so maybe they throw some big dollars at Tom Lynch. I, I don't know. that's not far from where his his folks are, they're down on the coast, so or who knows? But they're a long way short. Or do they target a coach? Well, we were speaking about this earlier tonight. So with Clarko coming out of contract um, not too far away, I was I don't we don't think Richo's the man. We had a conversation earlier. Do we think? Well, we think. Or do we think? Clarko goes. I think that's the that's one of the clubs right at the top of the list. I said this a couple of years ago, and we spoke. We just I don't know what it was. There was something about it. I just reckon he's going to coach another Victorian team, and I reckon he'll pick. This is when Melbourne was going poorly, and I thought he's going to go to a Melbourne or a St Kilda or a Dogs or somebody like that. And I oh, know Dogs ended up you know winning one in that time, but. Uh, this was like three or four years ago when I was saying this, but yeah. I, I don't know. I just get the feeling like he knows the numbers. He's got that that sort of LeBron mentality about him, in, in that he knows the numbers, he knows the history. Like you know, Hat Federer and all these sort of people, like they know the numbers. And he, I'm sure he's sitting around thinking, "Look, I'm just 50. I've got four flags." If I can go somewhere that I can really bolster up with some freak players, get them playing a game plan that can win a flag, pinch another couple, he's going to go all time. Yeah, if he's not all time, he'd be you know top one or two to three, mm. 
you know, all-time coaches. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if um, Richo gets the gets the sack at the end of the year. He'd have another year on his contract, which wouldn't be ideal. But if they could get a window into him, jeez. Yeah. Who knows? But this is all obviously complete speculation. Yeah, all speculation. But you would think the St Kilda board and... The coach, AFL can't have this going are, on for this long. This is getting ridiculous Absolutely. Um, I think the sooner that Moorabbin development gets up and running, the better. Mm. I think they really need to push that once you have a... Again, we've talked about it before. You look at the clubs that have been successful. They are successful because the back end, the facilities and everything are right. Yeah. It's hard for the players that. to feel right at home and get the best out of them if they're still using jump rope as part of their routine in uh, smelly, wet... I'm not saying Moorabbin's like this, but... <laughs> No, we're it not could still be garbage set It's yeah. not A-class facilities like Alexis and uh, like Waverley. And when you got like Rob GMBA, Butters there doing yeah. rack and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not getting... Yeah, everyone knows what I'm talking about. No, no. They've yeah. got to get it It's been very sorted. poorly managed, yeah. And yeah. to take McCarden over Petrarca is... You know, so there's a couple of these not ideal scenarios with St Kilda. But look, hopefully they can turn it around and at least they've got some games into some of their kids and... Maybe in the trade period, they can pick up a couple of pieces. And you still hear Sloane's name being attached to, to the Saints. So if they could pick up a Sloane and, and a couple of others, maybe they'd be a bit better and can push for the eight. Yeah, if they could get a big-name player, Lynch or a Sloane, or I think Sloane's going to go there. I reckon he's a big chance. That, that's a great way of just building some profile and getting members back just to see a gun player. To come there, Which yeah. then from there builds some... Um, that's what North have been trying to do for years. Yeah. That that it's not going to work for us. We'll just make we'll our own. It, yeah. yeah, we'll just make names yeah, out of people that, from no one. Interestingly, though, you know, into the next game, you never know. Maybe maybe they will get somebody. They look yeah. great. I'd, I'd play for North. They look awesome. They do. But yeah, look, uh, Saints next year. Yeah, I, I think so. Probably it was a great, much, great effort against the best team in the comp. Second half really of the well. fantastic. But to be fair, though, the Eagles, I, I, oh, I'm sure you'll hear a lot of punters this. Mate, you know, they, they switched slides. They off. sat down and laid on the ground for a lot of it. They, yeah. they, they had had enough. And they knew the bye was coming and they've had a big year. And they've got a big game they've off traveled the bye. A little, They've gone to Melbourne a few times already as well. Yeah. So I think they needed a siesta. Yeah. Next game, North Brisbane, which was probably not an amazing game either, let's be fair. North 141 to 87 North over the Lions by 54 points so nearly 10 goals North are a very good side North are a trustworthy side a lot of people think, thought this would be a bit of an upset we both tipped North we did quite well last week we got 8 of the 9 um, the only one was the last game yeah, look, North are clearly a fantastic side. One of the biggest take out of this for me is no weight. He was a laid out, and he's been fantastic. He's booted a truckload of goals, and he was a laid out, and they still won by a hell of a long way. And they scored so, 141 points. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, 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 14 goal kickers. And on top of it, so that's offensively, they look great. But One then, of them being the Goldstein. The Goldstein. But then on top of it, though, they're the second best defensive team yeah, in the league. Ridiculous. And then on top of it, they kicked 141. And Jacobs didn't, couldn't shut down the best midfielder in a team for the first time this year. North are... North are <laughs> in, yeah, it's crazy. North are in this season... Yeah. To their ears. And I think if everything right. goes right and they stay away from injuries, they could go deep into the finals. Yeah. Forget about this year. They could go really deep this year. Absolutely. I agree. I, th- I think I a was, prelim is very on the cards. I was, like so many other people, thinking, when are they going to fall off? I don't oh, think it's, I, going, I it's not going to happen now. I completely admit this was yep. 
we we misread them. And I think to be fair though, we hadn't seen a lot from a lot of their kids. And but this this no. was this was an amazing turnaround. And I you know and who was Jed Anderson? The only people who knew who Jed Anderson were were the Hawthorne supporters who went. Well, he didn't do anything for us, so we might as well get rid of him. Yeah, well... And now, good on him. Speaking of Hawthorne, Hartone looked all right again as well. So. Yeah, and good on him as well. But yeah, look, it's... it's it, Again, a couple of positives. You know, Cunnington was fantastic. Uh, Be careful saying that. Now, yeah, yeah, I nearly, <laughs> nearly, tripped, nearly tripped on that one. But um, I thought Ahern was really yeah, good. Wood was very good as Wood, well. big Wood. No. Just got, they've just got polish all over the ground. They've, they've got really, really good depth now, which is something we, we've Higgins. been saying recently. Higgins has turned it around. At, he went at 81 as well, 38 30, disposals. 30-year-old. Yeah. I nearly gave him the heat check. I've got one, though, for the next game. So, yeah, and obviously Brisbane, as you'd expect from time to time being this young team, they're going to have a down game at some, and this was it. Yeah, well, if Beams you, was extremely good, but extremely good. So if you missed this game, there was a couple of things. To be fair, so there should be a bit of an asterisk, I guess, with Brisbane. So Christensen was injured relatively Smack, early, yeah, knocked out, and then Charlie Cameron had his leg issue as well. We don't know what's happening with that. Looks like he's going to be out for a little bit too, which is not ideal. I just saw some news earlier, and then McLuggage was out too. Yeah, so, so they, they were down three. a few rotations, which didn't help. Beams was unbelievable ever since this drop of the captaincy. It's all of a sudden he's just gone batshit. He's been yeah. fantastic. But yeah, look, there's probably not too much more you can take out of this. The the big thing for me with the Lions is they actually won the second half by a point. Yeah, well, I was looking at it before, so that that that's great. That's great that yeah. they at least finished it well, and you know they they didn't they sort didn't of go to bed and, and yeah, just throw think, the oh, well, do a goal case and let's get pumped and you know, let's go and take some cake. Let's go to the casino. <laughs> Yeah. No, but it's it's true though. Like they they were really good, Brisbane. I, I was impressed with that slightly. Um, they're, they're disappointing, matu- but they're but well, they're a maturing team. But you there is daylight at the end of the tunnel with Brisbane. There's flags at the end of this There's tunnel. Darkness at the end of the Gold Coast tunnel. Significant darkness, yeah. black hole style, compared to Brisbane. Brisbane Absolutely. look significantly better. Yeah, and I know I know you know in the in the derby, obviously they were very very close. But I, I think in two or three years' time, I'm talking future, not this year. Mm. Future Brisbane look if they can keep everybody, keep everything together, keep you know the official everything there. They're, they're a big chance to, to really really push for it later yep. on. But Gold Coast look extremely terrible. Yeah, cool. We've mentioned that in every game. Um, twenty two thousand for the crowd, and it actually look like twenty two thousand. If you barrack for North Melbourne. Your team is now very good. This could be a flag you year. You might actually do a Richmond slash a dog. Flag year. Flag. You might Imagine get that. one. Imagine that. And it's not out of the question. If they get a good run and they get a good if, if they get a good lineup, you know, in terms of the matchups through the finals, who knows? Who knows? A couple of teams have a bad game. You just don't know. Go to the game. If you barrack for North, please. Please. Go. They're really good to watch. They I've are seen, exciting. They're I've probably... seen North this year, and I don't barrack for them. I, I think, in the end, we probably owe Brad Scott an apology to a degree. I, I don't think they handled it very well, but I think exiting those champs was the, probably the right idea. Because now they look six to 12 months ahead, at least. Yep, absolutely they do. So, so I, I think you know everyone really piled onto him, but I... I Oh, not just Brad Scott, but obviously he faces it because he's at the front of the um, pack, being the coach. But it, like he played at Brisbane all those years, and he could handle it. <laughs> yeah, he was a psycho. But I, I think 
Um, yeah, it may, that seemed to be the right call, but I don't know. It, it's, yeah, they are. They look great. They are the as real a deal as Melbourne at the moment. They are seriously, yeah. and they they deserve so much belief. This is not a, a fluke. You don't get to the halfway mark and get to that point. They they deserve to be where they are on the ladder. Yep. And their fixture is not that bad. So I reckon they're going to finish the year with a 14, 15, 16 wins. They they could be seriously right up they're there. They're the two, along with Geelong, that's probably the one team that's going to really push the current top four about fourth or third. And on top of it, they've got some Tassie games later in the yeah, year too, and they which won't is lose great. Them. No, they, well, they're amazing down there. So, yeah. But, but yeah, look, a couple of points. If you don't support it, go to the game. I was just going to say, this is, re- again, one of those other games from the round that really probably show where both teams are. The next one does are. too. Brisbane are on the up, but not ready to really contest. North Melbourne, real deal, will contest, will push top four. And we've been saying this. Yep. Yeah, I and think we keep moving. Absolutely. Stats-wise, probably not too much you can draw out of this. The stats are actually fairly even. It's just more what you do with it. And Brisbane really re- brought their numbers back to a little bit better because, as I said, they won the second half by mm. points. So their numbers were quite poor, but then they drew them back a little bit. But, look, North are, you know, they're, they're, they're fine. So, they're, you know, they've, they've got a really big test, uh, the Cats next week down um, in Geelong, the Scott Cup. The Scott so Cup. The, the two Scots, that'll be interesting. Mate, they should have a boxing match before. Yeah, it's a two nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. That's, That's a great idea. <laughs> people would pay money for that. Then, then people would come pay to the... extra. That's how you get people to come to the North game. Scott v. Scott. Chris just has to come up for every, every North game as well. He's got to fly <laughs> back and forth to coach Geelong. Uh, next game, Collingwood smashed Frio, uh, 10 goals, 138-77. to 77. There were some serious blowouts this round. Collingwood bled Frio. Yeah. Quarter time, Terrible like game. all the other games. This was games, a horrible game. Quarter to, one good quarter of football, and that was the first quarter. And then... Well, Collingwood were accurate too, 21-12. And, and really... They Could have been to, worse. They, went, they did a West Coast and went to sleep in the last quarter mm. as well. Well, we don't know. Who cares at that point? And they went to sleep, but still kicked. It's mid-year. Still kicked seven goals. They just allowed Freo to kick seven goals as well. Yeah, so the only real things to talk about out of this, really... I mean, we, we both tipped Collingwood. We, a few people said, oh, this is the outside chance. Uh, Freo, Freo are going to do this. And we were like, hmm. No, mate. Didn't think so. Offensively, they look cooked. I don't know how they're going to be able to compete with Collingwood's, you know, hundred midfielders that can score goals. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little bit. That was our main reason why we tipped Collingwood. And look, look at the scoreline. Yeah, okay. Look who scored the so goals. At three too. quarters, t- at three quarter time, it was fourteen nine Collingwood to five four. They were about a thousand ahead. At so that point. the game was done and dusted. dusted. So obviously no physical defensive pressure from Collingwood yeah. in the last quarter. They, as I said, they still kicked seven goals and mm. they did. So they kicked five goals up until three quarter time. It's terrible. Terrible. Yeah, and they, they look terrible. And their best player just got wiped out for a week. So that's the other thing. Before we get into the game, five out. So we are recording this on Monday night. Five was rubbed out for one match. Uh, Freo were challenging, which we, you know, it was obvious they were going to. It's cash back and forth anyway. So what's the difference? Yeah. Um, the <laughs> AFL clubs. Anyway, I don't know why people are, are sort of shocked by this. It's like there's no private ownership in AFL. It's not like the that the owner actually... of Frio goes, oh bugger, got to spend well, ten Ross, grand. Well, Ross is going to lose ten grand, or the players got to pitch in. It's it's just a of money. Farce, they have to pay Ross a, a fine, a lot out if they want to get rid of him. 
But look, I'm not going to be surprised if the Nanat Fife rule comes in and so he can win a Brownlow. Because guess what? I reckon... It's only one week. He's going to get the most votes this year and it'll be mud on face type. The MRO does what you think they're not going to do. So I think he gets off. Therefore, it's the other one, which means he'll he'll the, the suspension will stay. And Freo will get a slap on the wrist. 10 grand. Well, they'll get that and five. And five goes away. I reckon yeah. both. Because they often, they'll do what you think they won't do. Yeah. So some, some ridiculous stuff. But look, Freo, yeah, no good. I mean, I think, you know, no Sandlands, no Freo. And that's still the case. Um, that, that It's been the case for a long time. Yeah. I said, we said last episode, cooked. Guess what? Now it's completely cooked. We're talking their char- charcoal. It's not even worth eating anymore. No, I think I think I'd finals put, are out probably out of the, in the bin now. Finals think, are yeah. out of the equation. Surely Walters was okay. Neil yeah, not too bad. Hard. Sheridan Tucker getting same names that we keep same blokes. Yeah, look, the the, the lower tier's got to step up. There was that photo of Nat Fife getting his calves. Uh, worked on and then simultaneously doing a meeting and it was very like LeBron kind of like please go away I'm, I'm trying to do like 500,000 things like do you reckon yeah. you could do one or two things McCarthy really nothing nothing yeah, can't kick a goal can't get his hands on the ball obviously wasn't the best team game but he's got to step up um, there's so much hype around him um, they're a young team don't get me wrong they've got a lot of learning to do but... the gap between their, their their kind of you know elite so to speak you know their yeah. peak you know the ceiling players versus the, the others Is it's still it's a gaping hole it's gaping still there hole. I mean everyone's talked about the fall from grace with the dogs what about fall from grace with Freeman with yeah, wasn't that long ago they made a grand yeah, final yeah they, the, they didn't win the flag but they made a grand final probably the best team that year and they the, were in that the year game after, yeah the year after that prelim or elimination final and then nothing after that yeah they fail been... fail 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 and they a long term contract to a coach that doesn't know how to win flags I don't get and it and that's the thing yeah he, they've got a massive contract like, which is hell expensive and then I question why Fife would then re-sign with them I don't get it oh, I don't know when his air clause is it'd be interesting to love to look at his contract yeah, cause... It's, it's bizarre what happens at Fremantle it's yeah, I think there should be just as much pressure on Fremantle being an established... It's only because they're all the way over there, that's why. But coming from an AFL state, um, they're, they're under as much pump, under the pump as much as the Gold Coast. <laughs> they're only pump. as much pump. There are under a couple of pumps. Pump, it's kind of something else, I reckon. <laughs> It's only that foot, uh, the AFL haven't have to prop them up with millions and millions and millions of dollars that there's probably not as much they pressure pay, as... They might have to pay him out soon, though. Yeah, so yeah, really disappointing about Frio. Um, obviously, both the um, Hill brothers are still out of action. We don't not know when... Not ideal, no. And don't we'll know when Bradley, in the preview. Don't yeah. know when Bradley's going to come back. He's probably gone for the year, I reckon. Oh, he's hit the, hit the no good, I think. I think he's on the bad books as well as Sounds injury like and stuff. Yeah, so. and then also um, your mate got injured too, which we'll talk about as well. But um, no Sandy, no Frio, which is a joke yep. given he's 9 million years old. Yeah. So Looks like Grinch. Uh, let's get into Collingwood because we've got to keep going. Phillips, fantastic. Three goals, 36 disposals. Wow, we... They just uh, keep... Do, do they play um, shortest straw, you've got to kick the most goals? Is that I how think so, it's, yeah. Yep. Hoskin Elliott, six goals. And then my mate, here we go, finally got to the heat check. Feels like we've been talking for seven hours. We mm. got there. My mate, seven years, Mechek. Old mate, Brody Mechek. 12 disposals, <laughs> eight kicks, four goals at 100%. Yeah, can't play footy. Jesus. How did, how, how did it take so long to Far get Far out. So we got there. It, the, he was fantastic on the day. I, Retire I, now, mate. On top of your game. I'm about to say, yeah. <laughs> just, just 
that he was uh, yeah do a ball he was he was just ridiculous so so uh, mid-two age last year Pete. yeah so has t- can so play you, so yeah so if you're old mate and you're in your mid-twenties you're not an old mate you can still do it exactly yeah well look Matty Eagles is 27, yeah, 28 so, so. Now, look, the great team performance. Again, not a lot to go into. Fremantle were, were relatively poor through most of the game. You know, they, they didn't really need too much to, to get this done. They, they looked like they were ahead for most of the game. So I don't think there's probably too much we need to go into, really. Maynard, I thought, was good. He was but, so good. Only 21. Yeah, so 3 6 2 3, 8 8 3 4, 14 9 5 4. So they were way ahead. And then 21 12 12 5. So. It, they were well, well, well ahead, you know. So I, I don't think there's probably too much to go into. It's all about what you do with it when it comes to the stats. They really are building as a threat to September. This team, I think so. Yeah. Tackles. Yeah. Um, Collingwood won the tackles and then belted them. So that shows even the pressure from Freo was poor. Yeah. So inside 50, 62 to thirty-five. So it's pretty embarrassing. It was. I, I was at home trying to watch this game. It was really hard to watch. You needed like, to get duct tape to hold the eyes. Oh, well, yeah, I, I fell asleep. Clock was growing so I missed a half a quarter. It was, it, it, anyway. it, it, was, yeah, it was a busted old game. So the only thing... I mean, if you're a massive Collingwood fan, you would have loved it. But that was Even if I was getting paid, I would have had a snooze, I reckon. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it, One of those days at the office, you're like, yeah, no. Nah. Wasn't very good. So, anyway, but look, great to Collingwood. Yeah, you know, absolutely. They've done well. They kicked a big score. Um, we, we, neither of us really rate Fremantle at the moment. Um, and then Frio have Adelaide next week at home at least. But, geez. And then obviously the Queen's birthday looks like a cracker. So that that was probably the, one of the bigger pluses out of it, if you can, can find a plus out of that game, was that, that Collingwood <laughs> did a big win. And then you think, okay, great. L- let's see them play next week against absolutely. Um, one of the best teams in, in, in the league. In Melbourne, yeah. so all right, we'll keep moving. Probably one of the games of the round Adelaide Crows 81 just lost in the end to GWS 81 to 97. GWS by 16 points. So here was the upset. So they stuffed this up was... the perfect nine for nine. So I did think about switching to GWS in the end because I thought, I thought when the Collingwood game got about halfway through and this game was about to start, I thought, oh, there hasn't really been too many upsets yet. Do I want to flip it? But I thought, stuck with the Crows and the Crows had their chances. I'll tell you what, there was some. Pretty average. I'm probably a little bit more concerned by some of that than I am Port. Port had a few chances, but you know yeah. it's hard to look at that whole Port scenario. Port played away from home, travelled two weeks in a row, but and then China and all that stuff. Whereas Adelaide haven't been awful, but not amazing. Game, but GWS have been pretty average, pretty terrible. Yeah. So th- this is a bit more of a concern. So well, good game, even game. The round needed it because there mm. really wasn't um, too many great games through it. And the AFL definitely needed GWS to do stand something. Up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if they'd really got pumped in this game, there would have been you know serious sort of you know lit tiki torches kind of chasing. Sheets would have been thrown back up there to do something. Probably. So we'll start with GWS, who, who I thought were excellent on the day. Uh, Cameron, you know, two goals late was fantastic. Three total. Langdon was fantastic as well. Griffin probably had his best game for GWS. Caniglio and Whitfield was, were really good in the midfield. Whitfield was great to see Whitfield step up because yeah. I, I, I've been critical of him at times and but I, the last few so. weeks. Yeah, um, Caniglio had that injury, but you know, look through it. It was yeah, it was really really impressive. I thought Langdon was fantastic as mm. I was saying. Ward and Shield really stepped up late as well. So it was a really quality team effort. And um, and even Lobb yeah, was good was in the ruck. He was very competitive against, um, which is good to see. Much bigger and more experienced. We've been critical source. of him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, look, 
There is hope now for GWS. They're, there's there's a glimmer of hope. Yeah. yeah, they've definitely kept it in touch. I, I think there is a there's still a chance that they fill the bottom end of the eight. I don't think they're going to make top four. I think they. Oh, four's out of they, the question. I think that's yeah. even though mathematically they could. I think that's out for me. Um, but look, they still. I thought they. I saw a few people saying, "I haven't." We're recording this Monday night, so we haven't watched any of the football shows, and we don't tend to really look or going to go into too much before because we want to form our own opinions. But the the thing for me was that I saw a few people saying that GWS really got their run carry back. To a degree, but I, I still think they miss that Devin Smith. You know, they, they clearly miss that Scully. I think they... They miss that, Scully big time. They miss him big time, and I think that would make a, a, a fair difference to their side. I'd like to see a little bit more from Taranto. I think he's really capable. He's been good, though. Um, but, yeah, uh, there's a few kind of on the fringes that, that might pop in that can help. I thought Patton's game was, was poorish. I don't think he was particularly very good. But um, they did enough, but... Adelaide, let's let's get into the Crows. I mean, a couple of not ideal things out of this. Tom Lynch had a, an ad- abdominal thing, which doesn't look ideal. Richie Douglas and I, so not great. But they were in this game. They were in it up to their ears. Uh, Scoreline, so you look at 3-4, three, 3-5. Three, three, so Adelaide ahead of quarter time. 6-7, 9-7 at half time. At 9-10, 11-10 at three-quarter time. And then 11-15 to 14-13. So at, at one point when I turned this game on later in the day, it was 14-11 versus 11-14. So if you're accurate, you're ahead. That's yeah. the thing. It's, so, it's the most underrated aspect That's of, of yep. football is scoreboard pressure. You're If you're able to kick straight... It makes a massive difference. Well, that's it. But really basic, yeah. football, man, you win more games, you will finish higher on the ladder. It's just that simple, yeah. And then you kick more goals, mm. nine times out of ten, 99 mm. times out of 100, you're going to kick a winning score compared to your opposition. Unless it's grand finals and you do rush behinds and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a whole different story. Oh, wait, stop. Yeah. Uh, no, no. But it's... But very but, basic. You kick but like Collingwood score. last year, they were inaccurate, and now they've pretty much fixed that up predominantly, and yeah. they look they look significantly better. Much it, gives, it gives confidence, gives everything. It's I, I don't know. It, it it's a big, big, big thing. So that, that Adelaide kicked themselves out of the game a little bit. Betts was pretty good as well, but you know Douglas two four still he was still really impressive. Seedsman's been fantastic through most of the year. Jenkins one goal three so inaccurate, it's so frustrating with him. Again, yeah. he, you know he very rarely goes at fifty percent, let alone any better than that. Um, Atkins, you know, okay, but I didn't really see enough from him through sections of it. Gibbs was enormous, thirty-six disposals, twenty-one kicks, fifteen handballs, five tackles, uh, sorry, nine tackles, yeah. six, uh, five marks. He was a joke. So Crouch was excellent too. Laird, you know, Gibson too. It's funny, Adelaide uh, really, really rely on Walker just being there, yeah. just as that leader, that spiritual guide, and whatever he brings to that club. They just don't look as well structured, as well uh, drilled. They just, it's, it's like they all well, Sloan go, who's well. got, yeah, yeah. Sloan. So they, they, they got a hell of a lot of hours. Yeah, captain and your vice captain out is massive. Let alone all the other injuries that they're dealing with. It's not surprising when you if you look at the big picture that they did lose this game to a team that's desperate to get a win and stop the bleeding. Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, I'm still surprised that they lost it because it was at home and how poor GWS have been. But look, I didn't. I saw very small snippets of highlights. I would like to see the replay just to see where it was won and lost. If I get a chance this week, I probably will, even though it's well and truly oh, over. Yeah. But just just to get a better idea and better bit better read on where those two teams are well, because oh, it is half halfway now, and we're yeah. going to start seeing a lot more from each of the clubs, especially those vying. GWS to... took the game on, which was which was great to see. That's something they haven't really done. They play with more confidence. They play with a lot more freedom. Their, their um, offensive style was a lot better as well. They were slightly faster. They were connecting better. That, that Adelaide had their chances. They just butchered the ball at times. Yep. So, anyway, we'll, we'll go into Adelaide a bit more in the preview. I've got a few things that we both want to have got to, to say, but probably don't need to go to, into them into the review. Did you have anything more you wanted to go through with this game? I mean... Adelaide six and five now, so I, I that's one of the reasons I thought they were going to win. I thought nah, they'll they'll get a little bit better into the the halfway mark, but um, it puts a bit of pressure on them, doesn't it? And they're actually yeah, only, well they're out of the only, they're now. only a game ahead of um of GWS, and all this pressure's gone to them. So yeah, and, and <clears throat> that's interesting. I haven't looked. I've had a look ahead to GWS for the rest of the year. I can't see them playing finals because I can only pencil in five more wins for them. That only gives them ten. Yeah, which would not be anywhere near enough. Yeah, and, well, and some is, of them but, yeah. and some of them are, are questionable. So yeah, Adelaide and Hawthorne, Port Adelaide, Collingwood to a lesser degree um, because they've got that extra win. Um, they're all going to be vying for those last two spots. I think. Plus, mm. <clears throat> I think from yeah North Melbourne up, um, they're almost locks for finals now. Not in that order, but I think no, they, no. They, they, I don't think they come out of the eight. And I think Collingwood, Port, Adelaide, and North Melbourne to a lesser degree. GWS are the only teams still in it for those last spots in the eight. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't. It's funny. It's right on that cusp with Adelaide. Another loss, and then I would have thought, yeah, no, we'd better go into the deficiencies in their game. Mm. And there are a few, but I think we just wait another week or two before going sort of too deep into them. Um, there's a few more things we, I, I think we should definitely put into the preview, though. Yep. GWS, great win. Great to see them bounce back. It's good to see them, you know, kind of keeping in touch with the eight at least. Or, you know, obviously they're not in it, but at least they're you know, on the door. It'd be great to see if they're able to rebound a bit back. But um, some of the stats, 185 to 166 contested, uncontested 197 to 200. So... The game wasn't, you know, it was relatively close, three seconds of it. It was just really efficiency in the end. Marks inside 50, 10 to 6. So, you know, GWS just gave themselves a little bit more chances, mm. which obviously makes that, that massive difference. And as I said before, scoreboard pressure is um, a huge part of it too. Tackles inside 50, 15 to 8. So, you know, GWS were applying some really quality pressure and, you know, quality um, offensive style as well. So that's yeah. that's great to see. Oh, so. absolutely. And I know we haven't really um, talked about injuries well, in we'll depth for a, for in a preview, while. Yeah. yeah, it's just... It's just a, a pack to pack Yeah, list. for Adelaide, when you look at Adelaide's outs, which everyone's really familiar with, uh, Sloan and Walker, but Brody Smith, Brad. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Check out hopsterhome.com.au. Hopster Homes are a fantastic craft beer delivery service. Definitely check them out. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll um, see 11. you again on the review. 11's done. See you later. Done. Cheers.